The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. It is my line in the sand. It is It is a line in the sand for me. There could be many many lines in many many sands. The you know the line where I'm out then. Okay. This is this is this is a definitive I'm out. Okay. But it's not the only line that would put me out. Okay. There's lots of things where I'm drawing the line is what I'm saying. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. But this is a line, and it should be everybody's line where you look at this and say, that's it. That's it right there. Dude, this is a line we must not cross. Alaska Airlines, which now owns Virgin. Virgin. Now welcomes as service animals mini horses. Well, you know. Mini horses. Unless this horse is so mini, it fits in your pocket. Then it doesn't belong on airplanes. Sorry. Are you unless sure? you can fill it in your wallet. Ladies, unless you can put it in an average size purse. And I'm not talking about the old lady I'm really carrying a friggin' suitcase around purse. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about an average bag. Not, not even in a backpack. No, it's too much. That's too large. It needs to be smaller than a cat. And by the way, why the F do we allow cats as service animals? Yeah, no, I'm serious. I actually like cats as much as I like dogs. I don't love either one at this point. Mm. But cats, cats is a service animal. You know, you've got two types of service animals. You've got the one that actually fetches the stuff, or okay. I can lean on it, right? Okay. Or if it's a dog, like a seeing eye dog, it's going to help you around, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the, and this is the one that drives me up the wall, the support animals as service animals. <laughs> the ones that don't do anything. They're not fetching your stuff off a high shelf. They're not helping you up off the floor. The ones that just make me feel okay. <laughs> I feel okay because I get to touch his little fur. I can pet him and touch him. And I just feel a little bit better. A cat is not fetching you anything. Cats are a-holes. We know this. We've got it. Cats and Canadian geese are a-holes of the animal kingdom. (laughs) Haven't we learned this? Okay. So I don't even know how cats are an emotional support animal. See, Unless you've got a laser pointer, they're no fun. Unless you've got a string and you're able to, but you're not doing that on the plane. Oh, you love love me. This is crap. But my line in the sand is when we start as a society saying, okay, we got to limit what type of animals you can have on a plane. You got your dog, you got your cat, you got your mini horses. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Mini horses. Yeah, mini horses. You know, people use them as service animals. They shouldn't. They should just stop. Wow, they're using them as all-seeing dogs. That's how, that's how basically they're using them. Right, we need to stop that. That's 
We need to stop it. I'm sorry, no. Because you go mini horses, then you get to pony. Then you get to the argument over what is a pony what is, is what a is a mini horse. Yes. It's not a pony, it's a mini horse. Okay. You're standing there with the TSA agent with the <laughs> drool on his friggin' chin because they're all stump jumping slack jawed goofballs, right? <laughs> And then the next thing you know, I got a Clydesdale on the seat next to me. Oh, hold on. Those are beautiful animals right there. They are. Do you want it sitting in your seat with you on the aircraft? Come on. Yeah, yeah, you're right. This has got to be the line in the sand. And it's not just about the animal. That's not it. This is just the canary in the mine. This is just a symbol of the problem. The problem is we're all cuckoo. We're all nuts. We're out of our mind, and yet everybody just lets everybody else be out of their mind overtly doing and saying the craziest ass stuff because if you don't, then you're fill in the blank. Racist, xenophobic, sexist, misogynistic, right? That's what it's... Mm-hmm. You go, guys, um... Maybe, you know, having mini horses on planes, <laughs> shouldn't we, and stuff like that, shouldn't we limit it to like true need, blind people, right? Yes, absolutely. People that are, are truly handicapped physically and the dog helps, you know, lift the, what do we, you know, limited to that. That's it. We get that, right? Yeah. But if you don't, it's, well, what is the person you're saying shouldn't have the pet? Let's look at them first. Is it a black person? Mm. You racist. Mm. How dare you say I shouldn't have four snakes, three Canadian geese, a couple of kitty cats, and a Clydesdale as my emotional support animals on the plane? Because I need the whole friggin' barnyard to fly. Do you see what I'm saying? This is where we're at. All this crap, the, the emotional support animals on the planes where we've seen reptiles and stuff. Gerbils. To the Brett Kavanaugh hearing, to the safe places on uh, college campuses, to all of the other crap. It, it's not about that. That's the way it is. It's a symptom. The way it's exhibited itself. It's it's really that we're crazy and we're unwilling to call out crazy anymore. Dr. Kavanaugh, cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. Sorry, Ramirez, cuckoo, cuckoo. You mean Dr. Ford, right? Who did I say? Dr. Kavanaugh. Yeah, Dr. Ford. Thank you. And also, uh, Swetnick, who is cuckoo and outright lying. Yeah. But because of, in this case, political divide, then we just accept this nonsense instead of calling out crazy and wrong and lies. Doc, you don't understand. People have to speak their truth. (laughs) That is such a BS line. Their truth. Speak their truth. There's no such thing as their truth. It's just truth. Right. There is truth and there is perspective. Yes. There is truth and there is opinion. Opinion and perspective are not necessarily the same thing. They could overlap into some areas. And there is some truths. Your opinion may be based on some truth. Partial truth. A truth. You've got a perspective which could be based on those things as well. But if you're speaking your truth. It shows you don't know what the word truth means. You're, you're kind of blurring the lines there. If you're speaking your truth, you're speaking an opinion. And it could be valid. You're speaking from a certain perspective. It's notable, sure. Mm-hmm. But to speak your truth, 
What that's saying is whatever fantasy, whatever crazy world you've concocted in your head, whatever Neverland Ranch, Michael Jackson, little boy sleeping over, you have a chimpanzee on the property with the Ferris wheel and whatever else that you've concocted concocted inside your noggin and believe that's the way the world ought to operate is not necessarily how the rest of us want to live or even care. So you want that crap going in your head or you actually want a Neverland Ranch with that type of craziness. Fine, so be it enjoy leave the rest of us alone and stop trying to convince us that is the norm it is not the norm and by the way stop being triggered when i say it's not normal or the norm if you want to be a freak fine we used to say that yeah he's we a had freak. a point where you'd say freak and people would go that's offensive whatever you go okay fine be a freak but <laughs> stop pretending you're not a freak that's where you're changing everything that's the new speak that's 1984 we know these things aren't true And a horse on an airplane because it makes you feel better. I'm sorry, miniature is not the norm. Get it correct. Sorry, a miniature. miniature. I don't know. Maybe they've changed the policy already. By the way, did you see the statistics from the airlines about why they're allowing now miniature horse? What is it? They saw an increase. Miniature horses. Horses. Sorry. Miniature horse. That takes a whole different (laughs) support animal category here. Uh, How the, much is your emotional support <laughs> whore? 20 bucks in downtown. Thank you. Uh, the airline industry estimated that there was a 57% increase in the number of emotional support animals. And that was the Alaskan airline. It says 57% uh, yeah. 50 increase. Between so 2016 you mean, and 2017. So four people showed up then. <laughs> that a is 57 true. If one person <laughs> tried to that take one true. on board Absolutely. and then six years later two tried, you're like, wow, what a huge increase. Yeah. Come on, uh, man. Uh, United Airlines saw a 75% increase in emotional and, support animals. Okay. And all that says is, to my earlier point, yes. y'all crazy. Because this was between 2016 and 2017. Dr. Thompson, what was happening between 16 and 17? The election <laughs> and Trump. <clears throat> Come on. You can't tell me that. That doesn't add up. How do you, honestly, seriously, you're leaving the house, you, you look in the mirror. Right, I mean, if and, and not not just the support animals, right? But yeah. like everything in life, is there no reflective surface? I mean that literally and figuratively. Okay, have you no reflective time or things in your life? Do you not look at your own face? Are you? Do you never pull back and take a, you know, a broad look at yeah. yourself and go ten thousand feet look? Yeah, you know, it's like hmm. I get. We spend our lives. Very close to all this stuff. I mean, these issues Absolutely. you're in there, and you're you're diving in, and, and you know, cursory broad looks at yourself, you're glancing. But do you never stop and go, where am I on this thing? I'm a such and such age, such and such a person, and this is what I do, and this is what I look like, and you know, yeah, I have 14 piercings, you know, in my head, face tattoo, I, and face tattoo, and um, I've got that emotional support lizard. You know, and I do you not stop and go, this is this is a little off. This is <laughs> it's cool if you want that. That's your right. I support that. But do you never check yourself and say, maybe just maybe I pull back and head in a little different direction. Self-reflection. You know? A little self-reflection. And it's not just by comparing yourself to other no, people. No, That's no, not no. It's yeah. just looking. It's like Guys. okay. You know, Dr. You know, you we all know, know if we listen to the little voice, the yes. little doc, the little Chris, the little Kirk Jones, 
Not sure he has one, but you listen it in your head that's like, come on. I mean, the voice goes, you're like, you know, I'm going to, right? The voice, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And sometimes you're like, "Ah, I'm still doing it or whatever, and that's fine, but come on. Face tattoos, wigging out outside of Congress. Following about a Supreme Court justice of what? Following Congress people? Following the Congress people into yelling all of this stuff and whatever. I'm not talking about exercising your rights or expressing yourself. No, no, no. Guys, when you're calling for violence, when you're in disrupting a, a senator's dinner, He's one of 100 votes. And you're out there calling him out for it. He's not even on the Judiciary Committee and stuff. Is Ted Cruz on the Judiciary? Ted Cruz? Wait, no. I don't think so. Was he? He's on another committee. He speechified, didn't he, in there? Maybe he is. Anyway, they've called out other ones as well. But you don't realize what's going on? Alyssa Milano, who we talk oh, about frequently, on, and I'm not going to get his specifics, but if you follow her, her social media accounts... Chris, it's like several times an hour mm. that she is melting the hell down. And just to the point, we but just, just F Trump and all of this. For what? What does that do? You know when the realization will happen? The day after the election where he's, he's still president and there wasn't a blue wave. Really? Or 2020. Fall of 2020. Late November 2020 when they're like, ah, four more years. It's a lot of us went through... At least this type of, of troubling events when Obama, Obama and then he got yes. reelected and whatever. And you have to start figuring this stuff out. Yeah, work hard, go out to stuff or whatever. But at some point, you're crazy. This, I mean, we again, we had people shot uh, last night. Last night, eight. Eight. Where was that? Was that South, South Carolina? Carolina? Yes, South Carolina. yes, because it was her friend uh, from the AP. She was texting uh-huh. me about it. Yeah. And it's not the shot, obviously. It's the violence yes, and the murder and absolutely. the assault. But. These things are increasingly, obviously tied to mental health issues. We talked about, and I'm, I mean, I'm goofing on the emotional support animals, but it's true, folks. It's 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 not just, hey, you're saying, hey, you're crazy. It's not that. First of all, crazy is a broad term, anyways, encompass a lot of things. I'm not even sure that's a clinical term, but it's not just all or nothing. There are many points on that timeline between, yeah. He seems like he's pretty normal to mm-hmm. that guy be crazy. Mm. Many points on it. And I'm just saying, if you look around, you look at each other, you look at your family, your spouse, you look at yourself. I mean, you really take a long, hard look at yourself in your life and you're like, okay, look at this car I'm driving here and I'm driving to work. And I'm not talking the value or the prestige or the bouginess. I'm <laughs> talking about where you are and what you value mm. and what you put your stock in and what you need to get through the day. I mean, listen, if you be needing the pot, the alcohol, the coffee, the cigarettes, the whatever, if you need it, if you're dependent upon this stuff to get through the day, maybe you take a look at that too. Absolutely. All in this gray area of craziness. But as a society, maybe we stop and say, here's the lines in the sand and start calling people out. Right now, the big mantra is believe women, believe survivors. We don't know who survivors are because we can't actually question them or challenges. There'll be no investigations, not determine if there was an incident. Just believe them if they say they're a survivor. (laughs) It's now, I was a sexual assault survivor. What does that mean? Could be I overheard a dirty joke. Could be gang raped like Jodie Foster on the pinball machine. Could be anything in there. But yet, 
if you dare to even reference it in a questioning way, even the slightest, you are a social pariah. Well, I say no. Not just no, but hell no. It is time we started questioning people. We swim against the current. We go against the grain and say, no more. Because all you're doing is enabling everybody else's mini horse on a plane craziness. You're just enabling people. Yes, we should call out Dr. Ford and everybody else, number one, to determine if they're telling the truth. You don't have to humiliate them. I'm not saying they have to become a social pariah. You don't have to make them feel guilty. That's not part of it. But call them out for verification. If you make an allegation, you ought to be able to back it up. And if there is no obvious condemning jury verdict evidence, then I'm sorry it did not happen, just like every other standard in the world. And if you're going to claim you're the victim of sexual assault, as painful as that is, and I don't want to make you feel any worse, but if you're going to put yourself out there and yell it as a congressman or a senator to break down in, in, your, in someone's office all of the nuttiness we've seen, if you're going to say that, then you have to tell us what you mean by sexual assault survivor. And you've got to be willing to back that up as well. I know it's not nice. I know it may not make you feel good. But the alternative is a complete breakdown in society. I'm not dealing with it anymore. I am tired of just trying to get through my little life, going down to the store and purchasing groceries and filling up the car and driving to work every day and saving for the kids' college fund and dealing with everybody else's craziness because they are not taking the responsibility to deal with their craziness. It's not my responsibility to make you feel good, you little snowflake. It's not my responsibility to make sure you're not offended. It's your responsibility. Take responsibility for your actions and get the F out of my way. Your attention, please. We are the number one show on the planet. The president said so. You're listening to The Morning Blaze, the number one listened to show on the planet. I'm talking billions and billions of people. Believe me. Believe me. See? This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Black suit Larky Farkin, hashtag what I learned today. Isn't Horses on a Plane the sequel to Snakes on a Plane? Get these mother effing horses off my mother effing plane. (laughs) Screaming Pig Doc, turn that flag upside down. The Republic is in deep trouble. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's not so much all. I mean, yeah, this stuff, the divide, Congress, the career politicians, all of that stuff, the lobbies. Yeah, they, I mean, they've driven us here, of course. But now it really is to the point that we're, we're all just crazy. And we've, we've gotten that way by, by enabling. It's not just enabling, you know, where somebody's addicted to something. It's the enabling also that we're not calling people out. It allows it to flourish. If you're not saying, guess what? That's wrong. You're crazy. I don't have to be a jerk about it. I'm not trying to make your life, you know, hell, but you've got to do the work. 
Sorry. Otherwise, you take it to the extreme that you go what is generally considered truly crazy by most of society. That becomes the new norm. At some point, we'll say, well, you know, I mean, eating people, you know, murdering a medium. Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, didn't he just have a different lifestyle, Chris? Yeah. Yes, it, it did. made him feel yes. better on a plane to cut people up and have a little bite, <laughs> well, right? Wouldn't. I mean, sure. <laughs> Come on, it's just who he is. How dare you say <laughs> that he shouldn't be able to do that? <clears throat> Most people in the past would say that's crazy. If you are a murderer and a cannibal, that is wrong. We would say that's infringing people's rights, but it's also nuts if you're willing to do that. Pedophilia, whatever. Sex with animals, bestiality. Well, you know what? That's that's just crazy. You shouldn't. Most people would say that. Absolutely. Well, if you keep moving that bar, you keep moving the goalpost. Guess what? That's just going to be the new norm. And that's where we're at. We're enabling by not saying this stuff is wrong. DMXDM. I don't need APR coffee to survive my day, but <laughs> it does help with the survival of everyone's day. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, DM. I got a little problem there because I'm pretty much needing it at this point. I'm at my own. That's the reason I'm able to call this stuff out. I know. I do check myself. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm at a point earlier in my life, I would uh, do a little early broadcast and I would say, yeah, I'll have a cup of coffee, maybe yes. some tea, something like this. And a little bit of caffeine helps out. And I would see people coming in, got to have my three cups of coffee or whatever. And I was like, okay, you just need the, you know, the energy. Mm-hmm. It's not about the energy. No. It is absolutely not about the energy. No. This is the caffeine is now uh, mood enhancing for me. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It really is. I never got that effect before. It was just like the energy. But now that's my little crazy world. Mm. Absolutely at APR coffee. I get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Speaking of the emotional support animals, yeah, Alaska Airline did uh, make an update to their policy Good. in order to make it safer for everyone. Good. They, they re- now require 48 hours notice before your uh, mini horse can travel. <laughs> <coughs> I imagine that's to put the plastic down. Yes. Yes. Scotch guard the seats. Is that yes. what that's for? Absolutely. Uh, they say they also require affidavit. So it's not like you can just bring a mini horse. Mm-hmm. You got to have 48 hours notice and affidavits. You got to have the affidavits, not the effing Davids. That's a guy that works in this, editing for us, yes. that effing David. It's an affidavit. And uh, the affidavit is the animal's behavior and health. It's an <laughs> affidavit on their behavior and health. So, so they sit on a couch like <clears throat> this red one, and then they get, you know. Right. Well, you. Well, I understand the health part. You're like, yep, they've had all their shots. Mm-hmm. You go to a doctor, great. But their behavior, someone's documenting their behavior. You're like, listen, we got the FBI to investigate. <laughs> Mark Judd doesn't remember anything. Mark Judge from the, says, I don't remember anything from their past. The animal was always pretty cool, but there are gaps in my memory. <laughs> you have other animals. You know, it's the Mark Judge of the mini horse world. Yes. I remember him back when we were in mini horse uh, school. And uh, I just don't remember, you know, too much about it. I've had some trouble, though, you know. And they also require a doctor's note confirming the passenger's need for it. But, you know, we know that would never be faked or forged. No. You know, that's all official. We got doctors that are pill mills that just hand out whatever damn prescription you want. Because it benefits them. They're making the bacon off of it, right? And the pharmaceutical company. So, 
if we're saying, well, we'll make sure to control this because you got to have a doctor's note. Number one, doctors will write whatever if you go to the right one. And number two, uh, are the airlines really scrutinizing these forms? No. Well, it says here, Mr. Cruz. Let me see here. We open this up. Okay. Let me check the signature. It's a Dr. Snodpeed. Snodpeed, <laughs> yes. And this has been notarized. I see the embossed seal. Let me, uh, do we have his retina scan on this? They're not doing that. These are airline workers. Minimum wage people. They're not even able to scrutinize their own documents. Thank you. Absolutely. People fly with boarding passes from days prior on different routes. You've got an expired pass with somebody else's name (laughs) that's going to Des Moines. Meanwhile, you're boarding a flight to JFK and people are like, come on board. But they're going to scrutinize documents from the doctor about the... told you that in secret. Sorry, sorry. I probably shouldn't have shared that. No. Edit that all out. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Man, life can be difficult. I mean, a lot of times it feels like the world is just ripping apart at the seams and you can't take it anymore. Hi there, it's Doc Thompson. No matter what the world throws at us each day, anxiety, fear, confusion, we can still choose to overcome. Overcomer is the latest book from best-selling author David Jeremiah. Dr. Jeremiah reminds us we're not alone in this fight. God knows what we need. Overcomer is a personal yet practical book that offers a message of hope and strength for today. Overcomer, available everywhere right now. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, did you, did you see on uh, Twitter and Facebook my Beach Week 82 shirts? Yeah, thank you for stealing my idea. Was that your idea? Yes! When was that your idea? Yesterday! Me, Mordecai, and you were here talking because I've been wearing black shirts all week, and I was talking <laughs> to the reason why is because I found a t-shirt shop next door to me, and I've just been going there for like 14 bucks or Put anything I want on a t-shirt. I was gonna get beat you. I was gonna get that one. You didn't say that. Yes, I did. I was not a part of that conversation. I'm sorry. Then it bled over while I was doing something else. I didn't tell you. Noise. I didn't tell you. I was gonna. I was, I'm trying to find a good picture of the calendar where it says Beach Week. I have one. A good picture, like not pixelated. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, and I was gonna put it right in the front. I mean, I have. I have the calendar. Oh, you actually have the, the well, actual calendar. We probably shouldn't talk about that. Okay. Anyways, yes. So I was going to put it right at the bottom, and then on top, it's going to be Beach Week. <clears throat> no, that's not good. And I and I know... That's not good. I Okay. You just have the word Beach Week. And we had the conversation... Uh, you oh, could, and 82. 82. And we had the conversation. It wasn't in 82. It was in 83. Because of the letter we got yesterday. No, no, no. The Beach Week calendar that you're talking about was 82. See, and this is a conversation we had. No, I had that with somebody else. No, you talked up, so you did not. <laughs> so your shirt would be wrong. You would have said 83, but your calendar would say 82. That's the point. What are you talking about? Because you you don't know which one it was. Yeah, that's sketchy. And it's too obvious to put with it's the calendar. Not too you obvious. You either just put the calendar on a shirt, which, by the way, I'll have a second calendar See, shirt I knew later it. on I, today. That, that's, that's why I'm, I'm not saying no more, no more ideas. Or... 
you um you put the beach week because then beach week 82 it's just kind of subtle and you're like because uh, people would always put like spring break 95 yeah. um i had a friend who had a tattoo that said like spring break 84 or something Ooh, tattoo. Uh, it was and by the way this i mean back then people didn't have tattoos no. like they do now yeah. so it was like and it had like tasmanian devil on his calf <laughs> But was that spring break that eventful that, you know what, I do not <laughs> want to forget. The high water mark in I my life, right? I do not want to forget this day. I, yeah. Hey, let's go. Zzz, nailed it. Nailed it. Done. <laughs> so that way it's like spring uh, beach week, 82, kind of a little subtle. Or you put the calendar. I don't think you put the two of them together. Now, I thought about this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, something like um, I partied with Brett. Ooh. Oh, I also or party liked, with Brett. I also like how we saw it yesterday. We used uh, uh, Brett Beck coming out years. <clears throat> I wanted to put my Brett Kavanaugh years. And just oh, like Kavanaugh a, years, yeah. yeah. And then like a oh, Okay, beer. Now, who, now who's stealing? No, that, because here's the thing. That was a, my, a, a uh, beer, who said it on the air? A beer right here on the middle of the belly just like leaking over because we all know that, you know. Right, I know, but I'm the one who said Kavanaugh years. No, I know that's what you said, but you did not say, I'm going to put that in a shirt just like I did yesterday. I want to put this oh, on a shirt. you're my idea. That's not your idea. Unless you put Doc Thompson quotes. You know, yeah, attributed to too many. Can you just put Doc? I'm just saying. Can you just put Doc? That would be like if I started. Uh, if I said, I mean, I got a shirt that says "Tremendous" all over it and didn't credit Trump. That's well, it. Everybody knows you don't have to credit him. Well, that's because he's famous. But you would have still stolen the idea. You're telling us, saying I stole your idea, you even did. though it's different. Yet you're stealing my idea. Is it very different? Oh, you just changed one number. <clears throat> Mordecai, bring in my mini horse. <laughs> I'm going to need it for the rest of the broadcast. I am absolutely going to need it. <laughs> By the way, I know a guy. You know a guy with a mini I horse? I know a guy. You know a guy with everything. I got it. <laughs> All right. Uh, joining us now is Brandon Straka from the Walk Away campaign. Hey, Brandon, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing real well. What is the Walk Away campaign? The Walk Away campaign is a testimonial campaign that's how it began now it's more of actually a social movement of people who are walking away from the democratic party and the ideology of liberalism it is it is so extreme now i mean it it, i'm sure the democrat party has done some good things over the years many years ago it was very different we used to have something called blue dog democrats where they were fiscally conservative they were kind of hawks about this but that's all out the window isn't it yeah, I think it's totally out the window. Um, I think now it's a, this is part of the reason why so many people are leaving because they don't recognize their own party anymore. Uh, it's just become, I think, a party of you know socialism and communism. And uh, on a uh, on a more street level, I think it's uh, it's a party of rage and anger and violence and vandalism and name calling and hatred of a of, of our president and this administration and anybody who supports it. Um. It's amazing that in today's world, we don't have more people either specifically joining the current libertarian party or identifying with the libertarian ideas and values. Most people are somewhere on that on that palette. Well, so a lot of what I find is that a lot of people who are walking away, uh, you know, they don't usually tend to walk away from the Democratic Party and walk directly over to the Republican Party. Um, you know, and this is something, too, that I, I never tell people what to do or what or how to think or where to go. But, you know, typically what I find is that a lot of people walk away and they find themselves somewhere in the middle. Um, now, I find myself 
personally in the Republican Party now. I um, I registered Republican and I'm a conservative, but that happened over the course of a year. Um, so I think there is sort of a transitional time where people find themselves sort of more in the middle, and sometimes they stay in the middle. We kind of seen that in the Republican Party, though, too. I mean, there's a lot of extremists out there, and I don't mean the extreme what what the media calls the extreme right they they kind of get it wrong they lump everybody together and in their mind the extreme right is something very different what i see is a fracturing into people who are not conservative and those who are who's are right but i also i mean personally i believe the republican party is changing and um I, I think the Republican Party is becoming more diverse and inclusive and um you know i'm just the people that i've met in the last year uh i do a show now on monday nights on youtube and i i interview all kinds of people and there's been a, a broad spectrum of people who consider themselves conservative that i've been talking to people who <laughs> rock musicians and you know military guys and I, it's 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 just totally changed i think is what's shocking is that Obviously, for years, the Republican Party uh, was the party of old white guys. Conservatism isn't cool, isn't fun. You know, the the young Hollywood and music scene and media was, it's cool to be the avant-garde Democrat and all of this stuff. Um, and you've seen some of a backlash. We've seen some of a backlash against that. But now, conservatism is really the, the underground. I'm just shocked we haven't seen more of a of a draw just for that reason, that it's cool to be different. Well, we will. I mean, we will see that. I I guarantee it. And I was literally just talking about that within the last day or two on a couple of interviews that I was doing that it's really the conservatives now who I think are, are, are edgy, you know, and kind of cool and pushing the envelope because it's us. I don't know if you consider yourself conservative, but it's conservatives. I think now that are pushing for, free speech that are pushing for, you know, freedom and American values. These are all things that I think liberals used to be the ones kind of pushing the envelope and pushing for, you know, against censorship. And, and, and it's totally changed. It's, it's now the liberals who don't who yep. want censorship. They don't want free speech. And, you know, they're, they're constantly uptight. They're constantly angry. They're constantly policing everybody's language and behavior and there's nothing cool about it. I mean, there's, like you were saying, the, you know, the Hollywood uh, elites, and there's nothing really to be proud of, I don't think, over there anymore. I think you're right. And it's funny because you mentioned the word censorship. About a month or so ago, we had a clip of a member of Antifa, I think it was, that was laying out the idea of the First Amendment because they were in people's faces and shutting them down, opposing views. And Antifa, uh, you know, they're just as bad as the Nazis. I mean, you know, I mean, they're, they're both violent. They both had the wrong ideas, but they were shutting people down. They were stopping them from speaking, not listening to them or getting their message out. They were trying to stop them, even with violence. And when questioned on this, they said, that's not censorship. We absolutely believe in the First Amendment because what they're talking about is the government stopping you. But then they um, they reveled in the idea of them stopping people from speaking, missing the entire point. Yes, we say First Amendment. We're referring to the government and censorship is the government doing it. But we also have a structure of laws in this country that says you have a right to speak and that will be protected. But you don't have a right to stop somebody else. 
You have a right to walk away and not hear it. And that's the difference. They'll, they'll, uh, Brandon, say that they absolutely believe in free speech and against censorship, but not the same way you believe in it. That's really interesting. And, you know, if I, I, that's, that's a little bit eye opening, I think, what you just said, because it really sort of goes to the whole point of, I think, people on the left. Mm-hmm you know, having sort of an obsession with larger government too, and not even possibly being able to, to fathom that these, <laughs> these, these laws actually apply to citizens, not just the government. But, you know, Antifa is such an interesting animal too, because people on the left, especially since this president has come into office, you know, we hear constantly that, you know, anybody on the right, it's our obligation to stand up and denounce the KKK. We have to do this all the time. You know, anytime they put the KKK in the news, we have to denounce them. I've never heard anyone on the left denounce Antifa. Never. Not one person. That's right. Have I heard say, you know, and, and Antifa is a legitimately dangerous organization that I think in certain areas of the country, at least, are growing. You know, I mean, and that is something that people should be standing up against and pushing back against. But people on the left never do that. Yeah, you're right. And there's another irony, too, in that the Antifa people, you're right, they support this bigger government and all of this stuff. They don't realize if they get their wish and it takes final steps, they will be some of the first ones that are rounded up and silenced. I mean, they're going to be shut down. Yeah, exactly. You're completely right about that. All right, so you've got a big event, a march coming up. Uh, it's the, the walk. It's for the Walk Away campaign, but it's coming up later this month in D.C. Right, it's a weekend long event, October twenty sixth through the twenty eighth. Um, on Friday, October twenty sixth, we're doing a gala dinner at Trump International Hotel, um, and then on Saturday, we're doing the march and rally, and that's going to be in the National Mall. And then October twenty eighth, we're doing a closing brunch, also at Trump International Hotel. And it's going to be a really amazing weekend from beginning to end. Uh, we have really incredible speakers lined up. Um, Dinesh D'Souza is going to be speaking at our brunch. Um, we have uh, Buzz Patterson, who used to work for the Clinton administration. He's written a lot of books. And uh, he himself has, has a great walkaway story. He's just a really incredible guy. He's going to be saying a few words at our, uh, our dinner, the gala dinner on Friday night. But the weekend itself is just going to be really, really amazing. I really want to encourage people to come out and stand up and support because it's not just about walking away from the Democratic Party. That's kind of where it all began. But going into these midterms, this uh, walkaway march that we're having is time to be about seven to ten days before the midterms because we want to make a big impact telling people we're not just walking away from the Democratic Party. We're also walking away from everything that really they're pushing for, which is, you know, uh, the name calling the violence, the vandalism, the censorship, the fake news, the liberal media, we're walking away from all of it going into 2018 election. And we want something better for our country. You know, we, we just, we want something better and we want to, we want to walk into a more united America. And so that's what we're all kind of coming together as people to make this statement. The event will be telecast. Um, and uh, so people can catch it if they're absolutely not able to make it, but if they can make it, I'd, I'd really encourage them to get there. Yeah, I see uh, the video you have out, and I'll retweet it uh, from your uh, Twitter account, and it's uh, it's gotten a lot of shares and likes. I mean, it's doing pretty well out there. I like the concept um, of people sharing their story, especially if you're going to you know have people speechify in that. I love the idea of, of shorter, little, lots of little speeches where people, you know, a few minutes at a time say, listen, I walked away because of this, and here it is. I think people hearing other people's stories, that's where you really connect, and that's the thing that's going to drive it. Well, that's where the campaign actually really began was as testimonials. So, um, 
you know, we are going to have a lot of high profile people there. There's going to be a lot of people that, you know, people recognize from being in the news and the media telling their stories. But at the end of the day, this game was always about the people. And so we're going to have a nice mix of people getting up on the stage and talking, people that you'll recognize and know, and also people that are just everyday citizens who are fed up. And like I said, they just want something better for America. And uh, if people want to find out more about it, they should go to walkawaymarch.com. There's a lot of information on that website. Awesome. And we'll go ahead and share all this stuff on social media as well. Keep us posted and we'll uh, remind people as we get closer to the event. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, Brent. Thanks buddy. Appreciate it. And uh, again, we'll share that out there. It's interesting. I, I, People want to hear the stories. I've used this example before. So <clears throat> if I tell you X number of, of dogs get euthanized every day, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, a thousand or 10,000 or a million, whatever it is. And some people go, oh, wow, that's terrible. And, you know, maybe I'll donate to some, you know, animal shelter or something like this. They may donate. But if I were to have a dog here and show you about the cute little doggy, this one or whatever, there will be 4,000 calls to adopt that one dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But meanwhile, if I tell you, hey, you need to adopt a dog today or whatever the cause is. And the reason is because numbers don't connect with us. Numbers don't drive it and say, oh, I, I get it. You know what I mean? That's, it's the individual. It's the personal story. So if you can share all those stories, there's a lot of people that have walked away from all the, that craziness. We don't see that stuff because, of course, the media tells the other side of it, right? People are walking away from the Republican Party. Remember how they kept saying <clears throat> it was either during... The might have been far back as 2012, 2012, right through the, the middle of the Obama administration for a couple of elections, either regular full elections or the midterms, where over and over on the media, everybody on the left, the Democrats, the, the leftist pundits on the media kept saying, oh, the Republican Party's in trouble. They kept saying this over mm-hmm. and over, and they kept offering this advice to the Republican Party. Well, you have to be more inclusive and men and women and miniature ponies and horses. I mean, all of this stuff. And they kept giving advice because the Republican Party is going to die. Well, I ask you, is it dead? There are more states that, you know, are Republican, obviously, because you got the population, you know, concentrations on the coast or whatever. But more state governments that are to the right, all of this stuff. But they kept saying that. Why? Well, some of it's marketing. They're trying to convince you you're in the wrong camp. It's dying. Jump ship. People want to be where people are, right? They want to follow the the course everyone else is taking. It's just, you know, human nature. And I remember saying at the time, why would they offer all of this advice? If they really want to see it die and it's a competition, why would they be saying, you've got to do this? And number two, why would people do that if it hasn't been all that successful for you? Because it was part of the marketing of this stuff. The truth is there are a lot of people that get this and say, like I started off the top of the show, Things are not right. We are crazy. So, sounds like a decent campaign. I was looking at some of the comments from uh, from the video people have to. Guy named Ken put, uh, oh, we all know that ABC, MSNBC, CNN, CBS will all cover this march. Mm. No, they will not. Although, I wonder if, it, uh, if it's at uh, the Trump Hotel, maybe they will. Yeah. But it will not be covered like, hey, look at this cool march. And no, absolutely. They'll find some re- way to hate on the people that are there. All right, get your tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. And please follow at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. This is the Morning Blaze. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.
The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, um, Peter uh, Pedro Sykes said, uh, "Yeah, you don't want to walk away. You want to run. Yeah, run away. Yeah, is he, is he speaking from uh, from experience? No, yeah, of course, you just want to run away. It's not enough to walk away. It's people be crazy. Uh, libertarian tweeting out water learn today. I'm a miniature human. Can I fly for free as someone support? Um, that's a good question. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah." It, it, <laughs> So the miniature horses are pretty good size still, right? I mean, they're they're like a medium sized dog. Yes, that's the smallest yes, they that's are. That's the smallest. That's the yeah, small. Yes. Okay, that's a that's a pretty big animal to have in your seat with you. Can you, you can't fit that underneath your the seat in front of you? So do they have to buy another seat? <laughs> yeah. Listen, if you're trying to wedge that between us, yeah, Even nice. if that thing is on your lap, I'm sorry that you, it's going to stay perfectly within your little zone. Well, and that's the thing too. When you have animals, blah blah, you know, they're either kept under you on your lap or in front of you under the person in front of you in your little, you know, two inch space. A miniature horse is he going to stand on the aisle? Is he going to stand? Where the hell is he going to stand? Right, exactly. So remember, when I don't think people get this when you buy a seat. You're buying that space. Yes. Armrest to armrest, right? The two inches. Right. You get that space. But you also get the vertical space. Yes. All the way up to the little, yes. little bulkhead there, right? Absolutely. So that's fine if your little horse is in that space, right? Yeah. Providing it don't stink or it's not crapping or anything like this. But if that horse invades my vertical space that I'm not taking up at that moment, it's still invading my space. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to just be like the fat person. If they're really, really fat and their fat starts oozing over into your seat, it's actually on the seat oozing around the oozing the arm thing. And it, right you see it when it's all pushed in there. And it's, it looks like when you nope. when you open up the tube of uh, biscuits and bleh, out there, that's what it's. Okay. That's actually on your seat and you can make the argument. But the people will invade your personal space, the air that you're not technically occupying with your body, but it's still yours. So if that horse is leaning over across, I don't want it in there. Get away from me. That miniature horse, man. We're, honestly, where are you going to fit that? That's that's that, that's that's a horse. Miniature well, yeah, horse. Miniature horse. This is a horse. Of course it is. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Uh, Mike saying, tweeting out what I learned today. My service animal is a wild turkey 101. Neat. Wild turkey 101. <laughs> I feel you. I'm with you. Uh, gonna, listen, can I bring my emotional support wild turkeys on? I need many of them. <laughs> the great Jack Holyo saying, oh, you said meaning horses boy was I ever embarrassed at the airport this morning. What was that? What was that? Wait, wait, what? Oh, you say miniature horses. Boy, I- was I ever embarrassed at the airport this morning. He probably brought hey. a midget. Hey. <laughs> yes, I um calling because I was supposed to give you 48 hours notice <laughs> on the miniature whore I'm bringing. Hey. <laughs> I got to know for my doctor. I really need this. What can you say with a miniature whore? That's right. Hey, baby. So, sir, are you checking in or oh, yeah, carry it's my, on? It's uh, carrying her on. Don't worry. She'll stay in my seat with me. She'll stay right. Hey, baby. No, no, it's fine. She's had all her shots. She has been checked out by a doctor. 
And I have a note here that says, I really, really need this. Really. I don't think I can get through the flight without her. Hey, Mom. baby, what's your dream? <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, what is that? It's an emotional support whore. He has needs. Don't look. It's not nice to point at people who have special Miniature. needs. Yes, yes. <laughs> Someday you may need an emotional support whore, so don't stare at him. I don't know why, but the idea of a, like a six foot two walking over with a miniature whore. <laughs> is, hey, baby. And then he kept saying that. <laughs> <I know. laughs> you really want to make Tia uncomfortable. That's Take right. a miniature whore with that attitude. That's right. And you've got to play it very straight. You have straight. to. Yes, absolutely. Excuse me? Horse. I got to plead ignorance on this thing. I, uh, Do you dress wow. her up? I clearly misunderstood this. I am... Uh, so there's no provision for emotional support whores? I mean, a one-time pass or a, some sort of addendum or something for this? Just, just one time. Just one time. I mean, I'm really just trying to avoid paying for the other seat, you know. <laughs> She'll stay on my seat or right underneath the seat in front of me. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. So I guess the big question is why? Why why? Why you and Mordecai were considering going to the Harlem Globetrotters? Oh, because they're going to be, uh, they're performing in town and the Pro Museum is partnering up with them to do something with the basketball. So me and Mordecai, we're going to go see them today. I didn't realize they were still around. Oh, I didn't know that either. Absolutely. Uh, I think Are you was, familiar with them? I am familiar with them. Yeah, they were always on uh, Scooby-Doo cartoons. Okay. They, they were a regular feature on Scooby-Doo. Okay. All right. What? <laughs> so I want to see them. They, they were part of my childhood. Okay. All right. I don't know regular feature. I know they made today Scooby meets the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, and then okay. there were scientists. Today and- Scooby meets Don Knotts. Okay, I mean there was a couple of those. I don't know how many of them, but there were many. Regular feature. Maybe there was more than one. But you realize that was like the the parody. It just became like really dumbed down. I mean they were a thing initially. So they're not smart and scientists. <clears throat> No, I'm saying they were an event by themselves. You'd go and see them and they put on a show or whatever, and that's fine. But by the time it got to Scooby, I mean, that was like a parody of a parody of a event or just silly. They're modernizing because they also were featured regularly in Futurama. Okay. So I want to see them because I I grew up with them. (laughs) You didn't. You grew up with the cartoon parody of them. About who? All right, let's just go. Do you know who Metal Arc Lemon is? No, I don't know who that is. He was one of the original guys. Oh, that's a scientist guy. Yeah, he plays the scientist part in Scooby-Doo. Okay. All right, we have a Kavanaugh update. <laughs> Kavanaugh update. You bring it up and it just disappears. No, I'm sorry. Do you want, do you want to share any more about it? No, no, it's I fine. Mean, no, I, no, it's fine. No, 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 it's fine. Kavanaugh the update. The parody of Metal Arc Lemon that happens to be a scientist. You 
Okay. Kevin update. All right, lots to get to here. So Mitch McConnell filed the cloture vote uh, for tomorrow. Yes. And unless something changes, we could see the confirmation vote as early as Saturday. Yes. That's how this thing will work. And the message has now shifted. If you've paid attention, it is so subtle and insidious the way they do this. (laughs) They just throw a bunch of stuff out, get everybody all riled up. And if there's no proof or anything to it, when... When we actually do, at times, manage to sift through the crap and get to the core of it and challenge them on their hypocrisies, their inaccuracies, any of this stuff, they simply change the message. And often, the message changes to something that they created based on the original misinformation. Case in point, Brett Kavanaugh. At the last minute, right before a vote, after they being they being the Democrats getting countless documents more documents about his past than the previous five nominees combined after they'd all met with him they'd had hearings after all that at the last minute whoa we've got this anonymous letter that was sat on by diane feinstein and then leaked and you know how the whole thing played out then when people get upset at the way this is being presented that the standard is now we lead with your guilty, even though there's no proof of it. We've seen all that change. And Brett Kavanaugh's family and name is drugged through the mud and he gets upset. And we finally get to the core of that and say, guys, we're not going to tolerate this nonsense. The shift goes from rapist, a little bit of that still out there, but to he's just it's the he's the wrong temperament. Yes. He's angry and he Look has a drinking him. problem. Look at him. He 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 snapped. He got loud. But that's all because of what they did, <laughs> because of their lies, because of their attacks, right? Who wouldn't be mad? Tell me about it. I would be mad. Now, you may say, well, I believe a judge should still be able to keep that in okay. check. And maybe you're right. But you still have not apologized no. or even recognized that you did this to this guy. Yesterday, Dick Durbin. Who? Uh, the senator from Illinois, oh, Dick oh, Durbin, okay. not the other Durbins. Oh, okay. <clears throat> he's he's part of the Illinois Durbins. <laughs> yeah, he's not part of the Florida Durbins. Florida Durbins. And he's okay. also part of the Illinois Dicks. He's got not it. part of the Florida Dicks. Okay, got or it. Or the New York Dicks. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's no relation to Chuck Schumer from New York. Oof. Yeah, Chuck Schumer uh-huh. and Cory Booker. Okay. All speechifying in Ooh, front of a, yes. in front of the media, and they're there giving these mm-hmm. very now calm, passionate oh, speeches. Yes. They're just like you know, and the message was wrong temperament, wrong temperament. Unbelievable. Corey, Corey Booker even said it doesn't matter if he's innocent or guilty, innocent or guilt, because Corey Booker said it's not a trial. <sighs> you. That we said Thank during you. that entire thing. It's not a trial. Thank you. It's not a trial. But he said, doesn't matter. It's not a trial. It's not about innocent or guilt. It's about the wrong temperament. He's angry, Chris, and he has a drinking problem. He may have lied. So you see how that's all shifted? It's all shifted now away from the guy is a sexual assaulter. I mean, they're still playing that game. But it's more about wrong temperament. Absolutely. Now, Cory Booker has cried. Oh. Has screamed, walked out, walked out, and now is. I'm oh. going to be the nice guy for a moment. It's no Ooh, Chuck sorry. Schumer Ooh. has screamed oh. and cried about his daughter Emma, who was named after Emma Lazarus, who wrote that message. 
the poem that's on the Statue of Liberty. My daughter, Emma. He's done that. Dick Durbin has cried, yes. has screamed. I'm not joking. I'm not just throwing that out there. They no. have actually yes. cried at this stuff. Nothing wrong with it. No. But that's what they're condemning Brett Kavanaugh mm-hmm. for doing. Too emotional. For getting angry and screaming. Emotional. <clears throat> right. And <clears throat> having a drinking problem. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I ask you. Who hasn't had a drinking problem? Are there no members of Congress, no members of the Ooh. Senate Judiciary Committee with a drinking problem? Do not start that, Doc Thompson. That's a door that Congress people should not open. Chris Cruz, let me ask you this then. Go for it. No member of Congress has sexually assaulted anybody, has been accused of sexual assault. Uh uh-uh. We have a whole slush fund, and by we, I mean we, we pay for the, the Senate and House of Representatives slush fund. We, the taxpayers, pay this. We have paid... How much, Zach Thompson? I'm trying to remember the exact number. It was... It's a lot. It was into the millions. I wish I could remember. I remember it was 174 members have been have dipped into the slush fund. This is not all of the members accused, and this is not of all of the members who have paid hush money. It's not, because they've also paid out of their own pocket. This is just the fund, the official government fund that we pay so the very people that were standing in judgment of Brett Kavanaugh for maybe, with no proof, sexually assaulting somebody 36 years ago, we pay for their indiscretion. You ready? Yeah. $17 million to settle scores of workplace claims. Was it 174? I can't remember. It's something. Uh, 17 million, yeah. No, oh, they, uh, oh, the cases. Oh, I, I don't see that. I just see okay. the big number here. So, yeah, they actually, they're sitting in judgment. It could be Cory Booker. Absolutely. He could be one of the ones that, that had to dip into that slush fund. The existence of the slush fund. They should be... Cory Booker and Dick Durbin and Chuck Schumer should be saying this slush fund must go away. How, this is reprehensible. Yes. They're not even referencing it. They could be ones who dipped into this. And maybe they had to dip into it to settle an allegation that was unfounded, that wasn't true. Doesn't matter. Women are to be believed. It exists. We've paid tens of million dollars, which is outrageous by itself. But then these very guys who have that slush fund are condemning Brett Kavanaugh. And the message has changed from sexual assaulter, although they're still trying to get a little bit of that, to he's angry, wrong temperament, and drinking problem. But that is 260 settlements that they've made over that 20-year span wow. since the law was passed in 95. So 260... Yeah, these don't go back you know, oh, tens no. of thousands of years. No, 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 this is 95, and they don't have the numbers for 2015, 2016, or 2017. <clears throat> They don't have those numbers, Zach Thompson. I hope, I pray, I would beg President Trump to release this information. Absolutely. We, Absolutely. We as American taxpayers should have this information anyway. Is this a matter of, matter of national security? Nope. No. This is a matter, once again, of congressmen and senators protecting themselves. It's outrageous that we do not have that information anyway. And trust me, this is not going to be a left versus right, Democrat versus Republican. You're going to see both of them, both parties, with allegations and settlements out of this slush fund. You're going to see it. 
we should have that information and those people should not be members of Congress, that they would even consider that. And anybody who voted for this or supports this idea should be voted out as well. President Trump, I implore you, please release this information. Release the Kraken! Absolutely. And one of the things here is it's very interesting because if this if we're going to, okay, fine. You know what? If we're going to have a payment, we're going to have this, fine. But I want a receipt. And I want that receipt that says the name of the person, how much that person got. Cory Booker <laughs> paid $450,000 to three women over the course of four years for honka honka. I want it laid out there. I want the receipt. Yes, I want receipts. So make sure we understand this. Okay. He has the wrong temperament. Yes. Wrong temperament yes. to be a Supreme Court justice because he's angry. Angry. Has a drinking problem. Drinking problem. Years ago. Oh, yeah. When he back was in, in high school. school. Yes. He was the wrong sort. Yes. This is again, Brett Kavanaugh. Yes. The Democrats say has the wrong temperament because of those things. Yeah, I, I think I was a thug <laughs> for, for a big part of my uh, growing up seriously i got into fights i drank did uh, and, and and consumed substances that uh, weren't always legal uh, some of my behavior was self-destructive might uh, drink a six-pack in an hour before uh, uh, before going back to class that was a uh, former president a member of the democrat party what who admitted and this is no secret that he was a thug. He will call himself a thug. Right. Not even. Yeah, that, no. yeah that's what he. Yeah. He, there's no lapses in his memory. No, no. He said, I will call myself. Uh, and while I appreciate his, Thank you. his honesty. Yes. Good for you. I, I mean, I will truly give him credit for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Has Brett Kavanaugh been called a thug? Nope. They said, okay, he may have abused alcohol. There's no questions about him doing other substances or taking part in substances that were illegal. The possibility that he consumed alcohol when he was underage. Um, and, you know, party boy. Mm-hmm. Name sex. But drugs, no? Would he call himself a thug? No, nothing like that. I know the Obama clip goes on and on. He admitted using cocaine, mm. smoking pot, all of this stuff. There are serious gaps in where he was yes. before going to college, how he got back into the country, his college transcripts, uh, his papers that he wrote, all of that completely missing. But Brett Kavanaugh has the wrong temperament and may have a drinking problem. <laughs> because although a lifetime appointment, and although the Supreme Court is powerfully Amazing. important and powerful, especially today, Still, President Trump was one member of the executive branch. He has people that work for him. But ultimately, the executive branch gets one vote. That's it. One guy gets to control that entire branch Mm -hmm. of the federal government. Meanwhile, over in the Supreme Court, it's one of nine. Brett (laughs) Kavanaugh would be one of nine. Yes. And the other members of the, the Congress that they call out, you're in the Senate, one one hundredth of one half <laughs> of a third of, of the a government. Third of the government, yes. Obama, a third of the government, yes. Supreme Court, if Brett Kavanaugh's there, one ninth. So, oh, and angry. By the way, Obama didn't say anything about being like yelling at people no. and angry or no. something like that. But Brett Kavanaugh 
wrong temper because they keep saying, can you believe that he yelled in that hearing? Mm-hmm. That he went off? He lost his temper. That he was, yeah, he lost his temper in that hearing. That, can you believe that he yeah. did that? Mm. It's outrageous. Okay, again, again, we no. were misled that there were supposedly protests and then something sprang out of that, an assault sprang out of that. And that was easily obta- ascertained I, that that was not the fact. But, but, and the American know, people could have known that within days, and, and they, they didn't know that. With all due respect, the fact is we had four dead Americans. Was it I because understand. of a protest or was it because of guys out for a walk one night who decided they'd go kill some Americans? What difference at this point does it make? It is our job to figure out what happened and do everything we can to prevent it from ever happening again, Senator. Now, honestly, I will do my best to answer your questions about this. But the, the fact is that... Yeah, angry? Hillary getting angry there. Yeah, She's she not the first. Voice. Neither is Brett Kavanaugh. No. To get angry, to scream, to get frustrated, and to cry. But no one said anything about her temperament. In fact... If we questioned her temperament getting angry, because she is, she is um, shrew-like, right? She yells all the time. When we said, they're like, you're just saying that because she's a woman, that she's hysterical. No. Where are you saying Hillary was hysterical? Absolutely. Other people. Uh, Eric Holder screamed. All kinds of them screamed at hearings. But Brett Kavanaugh is just the wrong temperament. Mm. Sorry, you shouldn't, shouldn't do that. That seems hypocritical to oh, me. Oh, very, very. Okay, once again, hypocritical. I get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. Brickhouse Nutrition is waiting for you to buy some Field of Greens mm. because they know it's good for you. You're going to love this product. This product helps you in a bunch of different ways. Number one, it is part of your meal. So if you're going on any type of diet or restricted eating or trying to change your you know, your consumption, what you're eating every day. It's always a challenge when you're work, when you're at work or you're busy. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, some people like cliff bars or something in their desk, which by the way, if you've got to pay attention to those bars because they have tons of sugar in mm-hmm. them quite often. That's why they're tasty, right? And they have a ton of other stuff. So if you see something that's like protein bar, 22 grams, you're like, that's <laughs> awesome. Look at the calories on that th- thing. 450 calories. Yeah, so many grams of sugar. Okay, better than starving, better than this, that, better than some other choices. Mm-hmm. But still, you got to be careful. With Field of Greens, you can keep this on your desk at work, in your drawer. You can keep it in your car if you travel a lot. You could take it with you if you're traveling on a plane, something like this. Keep it at home in the cabinet. It's really user-friendly. And then what you get is, even as part of a meal replacement, if you're going to have like a smoothie or something, mm-hmm. right? Throw the stuff in it. Boom. You take a scoop of Field of Greens, and each scoop is one full serving of your daily recommended dose of vegetables. Amazing. It's awesome. And if you don't have a blender, you're not in a smoothie, you're like, well, Doc, I don't have one. It doesn't matter. They recommend you just mix it with eight ounces of water. Stir <laughs> it up. Drink it down. Very easy to do, and it tastes great. I know it's not. In your mind, you're going, Wow. Uh, liquefied broccoli that sounds yummy no, <laughs> no it's not, not it. it tastes great it's and we don't talk enough about the flavor we're talking no. about mixing with yes. stuff it's, it's, it's not that you have to mask it it works great by no. itself yes but a lot of people want to thing is it works for your kids as well so you have it as kind of that flexible meal replacement type thing or in addition to you know a an adjusted diet let's mm-hmm. say that works really well but it tastes great, and also you're getting all of those vegetables even if you don't like them. So if the kids don't like them or somebody else in your family, you don't have time, 
It's awesome. It's called Field of Greens, and you get it at BrickHouseDoc.com. Now, the parent company is BrickHouse Nutrition. The website, BrickHouseDoc, so it's easy to remember. BrickHouseDoc.com. Order it today. It's Field of Greens. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson will be right back on the Blaze Radio Network. The collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, tell me about the doxing because I, I got the the ancillary information. The way I understand it, Chris yeah. Cruz, and you'll have to set me straight on this. Here we go. So you had a guy, yes, somebody released information. They doxed. They took personal information from a handful of Republican senators. Yes, uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago during the ceremony, it was Orrin Hatch, Hatch, Mike Lee, and Lisa Graham. Okay. And they released personal information yeah. about this stuff. Home addresses, personal you, cell phone numbers. At this point, well, I guess that stuff is still going to be out there somewhere. Yes, yes it is. Yes. Um, and then posted it social media and Wikipedia. what? Encourage people to. Okay, Wikipedia. Yeah, so what happened was that uh, this person logged on to Wikipedia and posted it as a Wikipedia page, you know, edit like most people do right. for our show. Uh, but the problem was that a Twitter called Congress Edits which is an automatic account, like a bot, that every time you update a Wikipedia page from Congress, it sends out the update to the whole world. So oh. if you're following that account, it's, it's at Congress edits, you follow that account automatic, anybody that does anything, it automatically boop, So it's it not out. on the sly even. Yep, by the way, this automatic bot is any any changes made to Wikipedia pages from computers on Capitol Hills. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's important because we found out that exactly. it was not some guy in his mom's basement. Nope. It was some Democrat staffer? Democratic, yep. Uh, Jackson Costco. Or Costco. And he works for... Oh, um, are you ready for this, Zach Thompson? Impeach 45, is that uh, who it is? No, Sheila Jackson Lee. Maggie Hassan and Barbara Boxer. <coughs> he wore, he used to work for Bobby work, Boxer. Yeah, so. so he currently works for Sheila Jackson Lee. Yes. And previously worked for uh, the other. Hassan. Hassan and, and Barbara Boxer. Barbara Boxer. Wow, what a step down. You went from a senator in right? California to a <laughs> to congresswoman a... in Houston. Okay. <laughs> um. So he has worked. So he's a career yes. Um, yes. staffer in government worker be around Capitol Hill. Yep. And he works for Sheila Jackson Lee. Yes. Who believe that the Constitution is 400 years old. And, yes. Okay, gotcha. Yes. And believes that there is a, um, what is it, uh, that there's still, what was her thing with, what's that? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> anyway. So, um, yeah, this is who he works for. Yes. And but it's recent- also important because during Dr. Ford's testimony, yes. do you remember? Yes. Yes. What Go did ahead. she do? Go ahead. Uh, she was talking about the... Uh, she, wa- she walked up to the attorney. Yes. And slipped him slipped on a, uh, a, the a note, a envelope. letter. Like, it was like an envelope or something. Right. And A lot of people was like, is that money? Uh, is right. That- What's going on? It could have just been a thank you note or an invitation yeah, to a bar mitzvah. Yeah, but it was too shady. I'm sorry, but, Doc. But the way she did it... 
two gangster. That's right. <laughs> and she just walked it up and handed him something. People wouldn't have thought anything. But she was up there and she's like, hey, what's up here? You slip this here. And then she's like, and then and then you see her look around. Yeah, and then, it's a room full of people and she looks over her shoulder. And, see and that? then he does the typical thing when you have a jacket. You just tug it in your jacket and whatever. And nothing happened. Nothing right. happened. Come on, man. So this guy works for her, and he docks yes. all this stuff. So what's happened to him? Did he get fired? Well, he got arrested. Right now, he's just being arrested, arrested. Uh, Why by he the Capitol, Capitol Police. Uh, right now, they're just doing continuing investigation. But he is being charged with uh, publicizing restricted personal information, witness tampering, second-degree burglary, threatening interstate communication, wow. unauthorized use of computer or government computer, identity theft, and unlawful mm. entry. Wow. That is, I'm sorry, that is a laundry list. Well, see, have, have they called him out now? Have any of them said it's wrong? Did Sheila no, Jackson, absolutely, Lee, Diane Feinstein, any of them say, hey, this guy is right wrong now. to have done that? As of last night, because that's, uh, <clears throat> as of nine hours ago, nobody has said anything. Wow. Because this, this broke early afternoon, late last night, and nobody has said anything about this. On wow. both sides, on neither sides. So it's very interesting to see. <clears throat> Wow, so I just realized um, people have, remember we always encourage people to mess with uh, our yes. Wikipedia entries? Yes. <laughs> people change them. But I just realized our only entry is is um, via the blaze. I, I don't have my own uh, entry. No, you do not. We uh, we should do that. We should. Uh, well, that's not we, that's them. That's what I mean. Yeah. <clears throat> we collective. Oh, again. why are you being so collective? I'm all about the collective, Chris. You are know you? that. No, not really. That's what I'm saying. So, oh, okay. I just realized because I was looking it up. I was like, yeah, I don't think we have our own. There was a character in the movie, uh, 1989 movie Leviathan, Doc, uh, Dr. Glenn Doc Thompson. I was going to say, I looked and I was like, why is he in a movie? Of course, you're going to find yourself it's a, there. Obviously a character. Yeah. yeah so but did you play him? No, that was the character's name. Mm. So I just saw it come up. I was like, why am I listed with the movie Leviathan? Did I talk about it at some time? Was I extra against my will? Did Bill Cosby invite me over for a drink and I ended up being an extra on a movie I didn't realize? All right. So what do you think is happening with this guy? Um, I think he, there's so much against him, he's going to be charged and convicted. Yeah. He will be. That's going to happen. But what will happen is the Democrat Party and those Democrats we mentioned will will mention it, will not mention it. Oh, no. As far as they'll concern, it never happened. Uh, Worked Capitol Hill. I've never heard of this guy. They'll pretend like he didn't exist. Stand up, call him out, and say this is wrong, or you get no credibility in the future. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. If you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Direct Fire is a jet-fueled political thriller that's now available in paperback. It's taken from the 30 years of military service of Brigadier General Anthony Tata. His books have gotten high praise from George H.W. Bush and Glenn Beck. In Direct Fire, a Delta Force veteran races against the clock to take out terrorists gather it in the North Carolina mountains. The terrorists have already taken down military brass and civilian leaders, and that's only the beginning. Direct Fire is on sale now. Just visit AJTATA.com. That's AJTATA.com.
888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Presidential alert. Presidential alert. Yeah. Did you get it? I got it. Did you have your phone on? Uh, I did. I kind of fell asleep. I was asleep during the alert, though. The, did it wake you up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. So if there had been a tsunami, <laughs> uh, you would have known that. Not just a tsunami, but okay. What do you mean? You keep, you keep bringing back tsunami. Is it because it's on the news? Well, no, because it's one of the few that would actually apply. So run down possible uh, emergencies. Hurricane. No, you've got, you've got a week and a half's notice. Earthquake. Okay, that's one of the few others. But again, you know that there's an earthquake. While No, it doesn't apply. Why not? Because rumble, 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 rumble. Oh, the president. Incoming there's missile. An earth- well, hang on. So the president oh. would have to, by the time he gets it out, the earthquake's going to be over. Okay. So uh, tsunami is one that, okay, we've got an alert. It's coming within the next hour or two, likely, and you're okay. good to go. Okay. So tsunami works. Earthquake, no. And what did you say? Incoming missile. Yeah, so like a terrorist attack. No, usually you get, you know, 22 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. You can People will not be able to evacuate in time, nor would they tell them, because it would cause hysteria. So you're saying this is a waste. Give me give me another. Give me any other uh, scenario. Tornado. person is dead. No, hang on. Tornado. Doesn't matter. It's too late. By the time they see the tornado, it's out there. President has been attacked or killed or incapacitated. Um, the news is going to cover that anyway. It's going to be hugely oh. broadcast. And how would he tweet that out or use the presidential alert if it's not him? I got that. N- not, not to mention that he, I know he's not the one pushing no. the button, but you still in the middle of a presidential succession question. He's just been shot, right? Okay. Okay. Oh, we got to uh, swear in the new president. Everybody's running around. <laughs> right. They're going to go, oh, hang on. Let's make Did sure we, we alert? alert this. Come on. Uh, what was the one? Uh, Sharknado. Sharknado, not a thing. There's like six movies about yeah, this. Not a thing. And by the way, again, Sharknado, there's no warning. Because the tornado, there's no warning. By oh the time, gosh, by, the time the, by the time the sharks are spiraling out of the tornado, it's too late. I do not recognize by the time, it. By the time you're warned, they're already going to be out there as well. Oh, a volcano. A volcano. Like the one that is brewing and might kill like half of the country. Right. So if it just starts smoldering, again, it's like, okay, we think this may really blow. We've got some extra activity. Mm -hmm. It's like the hurricane. Mm. You're going to have some time here. If it, hey, it just happened too late. I've already got lava on me. Go. Meteor incoming. Okay. Same thing as the missile. It it has to be something... The only way the president, I'm being serious about this, really. The only way that this benefits us is if it's something that is between, I don't know, three, four hours. Mm-hmm. M- I mean, minimum, that's even pushing it. And 24 hours. Mm. If it's beyond 24 hours, you don't need it. I think about that. If it's 20, okay, there's this huge emergency within 24 to 48 hours. Eh, you don't need it. I mean, okay. the media, everybody else is going to see it and call their parents or their cousin or whoever and mm-hmm. tell them, and you've got plenty of time to get out of the area, oh, right? thought I had you at that one. Okay, if it's less than a few hours, too late. True. Hey, I'm warning you that there's hot lava falling on you right now. Yeah, I know. I've already been burned. I already lost a limb. Yeah, I'm trying to get out of a lava's path, and you're warning me. I had to stop to check the message. 
And then imagine this one. Okay. EMP. No, that's not. You can't alert that. <clears throat> Why can't you alert that? Because it's an electronic pulse. Yes, your phone won't even work it's, for that. Nothing's going to work. All right. I'm just warning. Send out the message, the presidential alert that uh, we just sir, had an EMP. Sir, sir, we can't. What are you talking about? We had an EMP, right? Uh, yes, we did. Okay. And it destroyed everyone's phones yes. and electronic communication. Did you, did you see my computer, sir? Right, exactly. The one that has the button to send out right. the alert? We'll get the other one. Okay. Now, send it out to everybody see? whose computer and phones also died. No. It's send not, that out. It's, it can't do it. I'm here to enter. But the computer's not turning on. See, it's unneeded. It doesn't work. It's unnecessary. And as we've said, there have been events in the past where maybe you would have wanted to warn people. Yes. Like 9-11. Yes. And we still kind of, you know, what happened? Did they not send it because they didn't want to cause? I don't know. But here's the thing about it. It's probably the panic thing. During that time, um, people didn't want to panic people about acts of terrorism. True. You know, so maybe that was it. There was even more of that after 9-11 where right off if there was something happened, it's like, it's not terrorism. It just mm-hmm. happened. You don't even know. Yeah. I'm just, we know. We know one thing. We don't know anything about what just happened. <laughs> Nothing. We have no clue other than something happened, but we do know it wasn't terrorism. That's what they would say. When, oh, I can't remember what year it was. Let's say 92. Early, Early 2000s. Oh, man. I was so close. I had moved 2000. Let's say 2004-ish. Okay. When like six states lost power for like a week and a half. Oh, really? And we lost it in Ohio. Oh, wow. And within minutes of the blackout, but it's not terrorism. Yeah, what's causing the blackout? We don't know, but we know it's not terrorism. How do you know that for exactly for like a... For sure. In fact, I still think it was terrorism. Really? They, they came down. It was one switch was screwed up. It was like a faulty switch or something. So, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. That's what they came down to. Pete, I told you to change that one switch. You had, Yeah, there's one guy <laughs> that does or doesn't flip a switch and six states can go down, right? For, for a week and a Come half. On. Come on. We found Come the switch. On. Hang uh, on. It was off. Flick. It's like... Everyone's lights come back on. It's like when you call IT for a computer and the first thing they ask you, is your computer plugged in? Right, exactly. Oh, uh, oh I forgot to turn it on. Thank you. Okay, thank Pete, you, you flip the switch, right? Call Ohio and see if they're on. <laughs> Did you call Indiana? <laughs> Start calling. Start calling. <clears throat> call Detroit. <laughs> see if they're, they're not on? Yeah, that has nothing to do with the switch, though. That has to do with Detroit. Detroit. So <laughs> that's just all the gunshots is just lighting up the state. Right. Don't by the way, we have to warn you, don't shoot at your light that's out. That no. won't help it. No, 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 no. So in 9-11, even when they did this, that would have been the one case where you could see it being used. Okay, a plane hits the building, we think it's an accident. Second plane, okay, it's terrorism and crap be going down, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. At that point by itself, you're going two planes hit. It, it's already over. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't do it. Except, oh my gosh, there's other planes up there that are missing. Right? We know there's some other rogue. Mm-hmm. And within, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, we had all these reports of... it. Chris, they thought it could be 20, 30 planes. Yeah, I It could be that. all over the country. Yeah. All of this stuff. Yeah. So yes, then. And then even, Chris, as, as the day rolls on, you get a couple hours in... If we had had this system, and we mm-hmm. did have the EAS at that point, mm-hmm. they could have said, here's the alert, here's the alert, here's what's going on, right? Yeah. But 
didn't need it. The no. one good thing, and we'll get back to this in a minute, but uh, the internet did not let me down. Oh, we can talk about that. I knew as soon as this presidential, like I screen grabbed it. I mean, everyone had the same Everybody message. Everybody had the same message, But you yes. still do it, just yes, whatever. Yes, absolutely. And I was like, I hope people don't let me down. I don't even know what gems the internet will come up with. But the internet did good. They did not. Everything is a challenge. Absolutely. Good for them. Yes. Joining us now, Steve Moore, senior economic contributor to FreedomWorks and author of Trumponomics. How are you, Stephen? Hi. Good morning, guys. So good to have you on board uh, to talk a little bit about the economy. So the economy's doing well. How much of this has to do with President Trump's actions and activities? Well, let me just say the economy isn't doing well. It's 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 booming like it hasn't boomed in 25 years. You know, we just got some news yesterday. Uh, the estimate that 200 to 250,000 new jobs that were created in um, September. Uh, mm-hmm. The official report comes out tomorrow. Uh, the uh, the number of people now signing up for unemployment insurance is. Uh, the lowest it's been since uh, the Beatles were still playing together. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, the, uh, the we have a preliminary forecast for the third quarter GDP. The third quarter ended on September 30th, uh, 4% growth. That's something in, uh, in eight years, Obama came uh, nowhere near 4% growth. In fact, his highest annual growth rate was, was less than 3%. So this is an economy that has... It's it's hard to believe that it's. I saw the president at the Rose Garden ceremony on on Monday, and I just chatted with him for a minute. I said, "Mr. President, this is working better than, you know, when you and I and Larry Kudlow drew this up two years ago." And and he just smiled and said, "Yeah, ain't seen nothing yet." But yeah, this is a surging economy. It it, it is it is almost a laughable proposition when liberals who said that Trump was going to cause a second Great Depression if he was elected <laughs> now see this booming economy and say, "Oh, it's the Obama effect." Well, you know, there is. There is some truth to that. I mean, there, this is, you could say that to some extent this is the Obama effect because, you know, it's the effect that Barack Obama is no longer president. <laughs> well, I think you laid out a lot of stuff, but that's important to remember. If someone gives you one measure of the economy, it's not the best indicator. You have to look at a lot of different measures. Yeah, it's not just sure jobless numbers because there's a lot that goes into that. But by all the measures, it really is booming. Well, look, uh, I'll give you one that is just visible that people can see w- with their own two eyes, whether they're in Portland, Oregon or Portland, Maine uh, and everywhere in between. Uh, we're in the biggest construction boom in the history of this country right now. Um, every city you go to, and I'm on the road two or three days a week, all you see across the skyline is cranes building buildings and yeah. building uh, skyscrapers and building factories and building warehouses and building apartment buildings. And it's, it's something, you know, the problem, every employer I talk to um, coast to coast says, the only problem we got now, we don't have enough workers to fill all the jobs we have. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's an issue. I mean, that's, but it's a good problem to have. It, it's a good problem to have. And you know, that you saw, uh, what was it yesterday, the day before Amazon was saying now it's 250,000 workers. It's going to raise its, uh, its wage rate to $15 an hour from, uh, from about eight or nine for a lot of those workers. That's what, you know, that's what we wanted. We want middle-class workers to do better. Uh, they hadn't had a pay raise in 15 years prior to Trump's uh, election. And now you're starting to see because of this tight labor market, uh, workers have a lot more bargaining power. I mean, the left had it all figured out. They kept saying the tax cut is for the rich people. What are they talking about? It's, it was for working class <laughs> Americans. So they could get, you know, they could, uh, we can have, uh, you know, uh, more factories here and more jobs here, bring them home. This is, this is America first. And it really is, is working. And of course the big, 
problem that people saw with the economy was the potential of a trade war, and I was worried about that myself. I'm a free trade guy. Mm -hmm. But Trump's now signed two big trade deals that uh, lower tariffs on American products, you know. So this is this is turning out, you know, really well for the United States. So I, I don't really see any problems. And, and people say, well, it's not going to last. I don't know how, much, <laughs> how long this is going to last, but I, I think it could last a couple more years. So silly when they say that. But the funny thing about the Amazon, you're right. The government didn't tell Amazon, gun to the head, you're going to pay people 15 bucks an hour. The minimum wage is half of that, the federal minimum wage. But exactly. Amazon's still putting it up there. I mean, that is the free market. Now, the bad news in that story is no sooner did Jeff Bezos announce that he was raising his minimum, his wage for his workers, his starting workers to $15 an hour, uh, he says, and now we're going to start lobbying Washington for a federal $15 an hour minimum wage. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, it's one thing for a company with 250,000 workers that, that has, uh, you know, an, uh, their market cap is now a trillion dollars. To, to raise their wage, but to say that every small you know employer that maybe has ten thousand dollars in the bank that they have to raise their wage to fifteen dollars an hour is typical of how big business and big government try to get together to squash the little guy. So you know, yeah, we want wages to rise, but we want them to do it through the marketplace, not through government uh, mandates. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's good to see that it happens, and you're right. They're only doing that because they're trying to squash the little guy. They know they can afford yeah. to do it, and they'll squeeze their exactly. competition, which is not capitalism. It's cronyism. We know that. Exactly. Yep. So how much give, – give us some of the specifics that went into getting our economy where we are. And people forget, you know, uh, affecting the economy, there's only a handful of switches and levers and, and you know, that you can maneuver and manipulate to, to stimulate the economy. And for so long, one of the exclusive uh, levers they would pull is lowering the interest rates. But what type of things got us to where we are right now? Well, you know, that's what the book is really about, uh, Trumponomics. And we make this point that um, – it wasn't any one thing. I mean, remember, when did the economy really surge? When did you see the first sign of a, of a very uh, a surge in optimism and confidence? It happened the day after the election. Remember that? Where you saw the stock market go by, up by 700 points. You saw a surge in small business and consumer optimism. Uh, and then it's just stayed high ever since. And I think, you know, one of the, one of the ways this, this has happened is we replaced a community organizer with a, with a man who knows a lot about how to meet a payroll and how to run a business and what a concept to have our president know something about business. And I think just the fact that uh, businesses know you've got a guy in the White House who isn't going to take a billy club and hit him over the head every time <laughs> right. they make a profit. That's made all the difference in the world. Now, that's, that's almost just the unleashing of the animal spirits of the economy. But then, of course, our tax cut was enormous, and it was the biggest tax cut in 30 years. Every single Democrat in Congress, every single Democrat in Congress, the House and Senate voted against that. Did you know that? I didn't. It's unbelievable. The, the, the biggest tax cut for American families and businesses that has completely revived the economy. And now the Democrats are running. They're running for Congress. They're running for reelection. They're running for these opening seat, open seats by promising the American people they're going to repeal the tax cut that's created all the jobs. <laughs> How stupid is that? Right. Really? I mean, it's like idiotic. And they're like, it's one thing to have been against the tax cut, you know, two years ago. 
But now to see how the economy is doing in the wake of the tax cut and still be against it. Well, they're also just, they're also trying to have their cake and eat it, too. They say, well, the economy's doing well, but it's because of Obama, which is a, a misnomer. But so they admit on some level the economy's doing well, but then yeah. say we're going to go ahead and repeal this tax cut. Yeah, look, I noticed that, you know, as you as you guys may know, I'm now with fake news. I'm with CNN. And, and, and <laughs> a lot, it was interesting for about two weeks ago for the first time. Uh, I think in Trump's presidency, they had to admit we've got an economic rule because it's undeniable, right? It's undeniable. And so now they have to say, well, uh, you know, this is temporary. It's not going to last. It's a sugar high. It's it's because the world economy is doing better. It's it's every possible reason they can come up with, except for the fact that we have a president who's put in place all of these pro-growth policies. It's not, by the way, it's also the pro-American energy policy. You see the United States of America now is producing more oil and gas than any country in the world. It's amazing. Uh, that's an incredible thing. I mean, imagine saying that 10 years ago. Uh, we are ju- we're just, you know, this is a great, great time to be American. It makes you proud to be American. It shows what happens when you get a president who puts America first. And, and that's really what this is, this is all about. We've become the Saudi Arabia of oil. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? We've fact, got... that's, the, that's the chapter of our, I mean, that's the title of our chapter uh, on energy in our book is, you know, the new Saudi Arabia of, we're, we're Saudi America. And, uh, you know, the, the last chapter of the book is, is called A Light Switch is Flicked from Off to On. And it's about, you know, how these policies have worked so far. And, and that quote, A Light Switch is Flicked from Off to On, comes from a guy who runs an auto uh, auto repair factory outside of Cleveland, Ohio. And I remember about six months after the election, I said, hey, Jimmy, how is business? You know, he's a small businessman, has maybe 20 employees. He said, Steve, it's like on November 7th, uh, 2016, a light switch was flicked from off to on. And ever since then, I've had more business I can possibly handle. God bless and, you. And you that, that's the way it is with so many. I mean, I defy you to go out and just talk to a businessman on the street, say, how's business? You're, you're not going to find too many who are going to say, oh, it sucks. It's horrible. Okay. You're not going <laughs> right? to find too many who are saying that. <laughs> Steve, we're going to go ahead and tweet a link to all your information, including the book Trumponomics, buddy. Really appreciate you joining us. Great insight today. Thanks. Have, have a great day, guys. Bye. Have a great day. Steve Moore, it's um, obviously a contributor to FreedomWorks and CNN yeah. and then book Trumponomics. And, He's yeah, we'll so good. It. Have you actually he met him? He leaves it out there, huh? Have you actually met him? <clears throat> Steve, I don't think I have. I've interviewed him in the past, if I remember right, but I've not met him. Oh, Steve, Steve has something there. First of all, he has the numbers oh, in this. Yes. Obviously, he will start from a position of, of automatically, based on his philosophies, like mine, Yes, will will head toward supporting somebody like a Trump, yes, somebody pro-business. I get that. Yes. That's not to say the information isn't no, true, but no, no, we, no. Have our, we all start I'm with biased. our biases or yes. whatever, and that's fine. But Steve is positive about stuff. This is who we need to be. Capitalism is good, and I'm tri- tired of, of defending it. You don't have to defend it. Capitalism is good. It's very, very good. All the bad that you hear about capitalism for people on the left is cronyism. That's it. Capitalism that's bad. Capitalism is a tool, like, like a gun. Yes, Guns absolutely. are good. Yes. Can they be used for bad? Of course. Of course. Tools, God giving us the knowledge and ability to create tools is a good thing. It helps us. It, it gives us the ability to do more, to help more people. Can you use those things for good? Absolutely. You can take the greatest undeniable good when it comes to a tool and use it for bad. Mm-hmm. Capitalism is a tool. It's a system that mm-hmm. allows more people more freedom, the ability to break out and earn and grow and do. Cast your net upon the water and see what you can take in. It can be used for bad. Mm-hmm. But most of the time when you head that direction, 
it becomes cronyism. It becomes something different. Now, Stephen, I'm glad and he's he's one of the few people that recognizes the one-two punch yeah. of the economy being or stimulating the economy. That the first, when it comes to markets, is the feeling. Mm-hmm. Ironically, it's about feelings. It's about oh, come on, we know that what's coming up tomorrow, market. right? Yeah, I mean, all those numbers that all the people rush to pull their money out or put their money in tomorrow or today Bitcoin. isn't based on. Well, I've looked at all of the earnings reports. Yeah. Some of it is. Most of it is emotion. <gasps> yes. I think because of that, oh, yep, other people go. are going to panic. It's go, all go, based go, on it. Go. I think other people are going to start investing, and you do this. But then the second is the practical application mm. of things that will be good long-term for people. Get a quick break in, back in a moment with more on this, The Morning Blaze. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. The collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Let's get my groove on there. Let's let Sarah give me the eye there. How Doc got his groove back. All right. Uh, yeah. So the presidential alert yesterday. The internet did not let us down. Chris has compiled some of his uh, favorites here. Yes. And what people did say they took the the screenshot of the alert. Yes. And then edit. I didn't even know what people would do. I figured they'd add Trump's picture or different things. But they took the screenshot where it says presidential alert and then added their own message. All right. You might want to put your mic on there. Yeah, that's how that works there. Uh, So some of the favorites here. Let's see. Uh, Yes. Uh, Presidential alert. Thank you, Kanye. Very cool. (laughs) (laughs) Presidential alert. Send nudes. Presidential alert. How do I build a war wall in Fortnite? Oh, come on. So that's, good. That's gold. That's right good. There. That's good. Presidential alert. Go to the gym, fatty. <laughs> Presidential alert. You up? <laughs> and I like all the people going, uh, the, the people who put things like, anyone else get this text from the president? <laughs> yes. First presidential alert. So now the presidential alert meme is a thing. It's a thing, yes. It's forever. Yes. So, yes. And, it, and this will rival any of them. You know, hippie shit girl. This will be one of the top 10 memes forever. Absolutely. Now, I, what I did, I sent this one out and say, people, hey, what do you think, you know, is going to be said? And this was my favorite. Uh, it, they put a picture of Hillary and it says, presidential alert, you're still not president. I love the you up one. That's my favorite. You up, isn't that's, it? That's the best one, man. Well, and I like that too because it's so simple. It Remember, is, exactly. Is it? Brevity I is love the it. wit of one. Yeah, so it's. It's you what? up? <laughs> I say we just make all of his uh, his late night tweets. A presidential alert? A presidential alert. How much? You have to opt in. But uh, just, that's fine. Just go ahead. Three ninety nine. I am so in. So in. Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.
in with the hashtag what I learned today hashtag what I learned today uh, it's at Doc Tops show at real Chris Cruz you and I'm sorry what the mic number four here here we oh. go oh, okay at Jedi Master Martin just had to throw that out there okay good okay. thank you very much <laughs> like someone cares you're not gonna oh come on uh, what I learned today from Shelbu back saying so here in Japan we did not get the POTUS text we did get an approximate 13-1500 hours earthquake warning oh good good that's always <laughs> nice to know Okay, what is what is going on here? You're like so triggered about a guest okay, tomorrow. So, Doc Thompson, you have a Friday guest that I'm so excited. This person reached out to me and said, I want to be on your show. And why do you think I'm like, you're because like, you have I to do know, this guest. I know this guest, you said, I've been him before. It went bad. I'm not going to do it again. And I'll tell you this. This gets me one step closer to President Trump. This guest, I am Two phone calls away from the president. I am one phone call to meet the beautiful and amazing Sarah Sanders Huckabee. That's yeah, who the guest is. Tomorrow, Doctor will be interviewing Mike Huckabee. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Huckabee is joining the Morning Blaze tomorrow. <laughs> Come on! Come on! <laughs> Why are you so triggered by this? Because this is amazing. Mike Huckabee's joining this show. You know I'm not a Mike Huckabee fan. I know you're not. What makes you think I wouldn't still do the interview? Because this is, it's you. This is my favorite show, and I'm missing it tomorrow. Thank you! Like, I'm so I'm happy about tomorrow. this. Yeah, I know tomorrow's show's going to be a rerun. This is going to be great. This is going to be amazing. Best show of the morning blaze of Thank all time. Thank you. Mike Easily. Huckabee Easily. reached out to me and said... I have available uh, tomorrow afternoon, or I mean today afternoon, or tomorrow morning. What's he hawking? You got to look in there. <laughs> okay, I'm going to wait to look in there, but trust me, folks. <laughs> when I look in there, there will be a story, and I'm going to be like, oh, okay, here, this is it, this is it. Okay. There it is. Oh, there no, I'm going to do the interview. No, oh, oh you not, are? Oh, of course. Dude, and then oh he, here's the, the cherry on top, right? And, so, so, and then, you know, usually when I schedule guests, I mm-hmm. have to, I, I would like to have their backup number just in case, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and this one was like, oh, we can't give you his number. I'm like, well, he cannot be on the show. They're like, okay, Ooh. well, here's his number. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. I wonder why he wants to come on. I don't know. He's hawking something, trust me. So, here we go. Is, so, it is. I got his personal cell phone number. So, that means I am one phone call away to talking to Sarah Sanders. Huckabee. And then I'm two phone calls away to talk to the Sanders. I don't oh, know is if you is know it that. like that? Yeah, okay. Oh, and then I get to talk to President Trump. I am so close, I could taste. President you know, Trump. I know Mike's cousin. I live in Arkansas. Oh, yeah, you I do. I know live his in cousin. Oh, you know his cousin? <clears throat> like real cousin or like second no, cousin? No, yeah, her last name is, is Huckabee. Huh. Yeah, so, yeah. I, 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 dude, I am so talk. excited about this interview. Ah, <laughs> uh, like when I saw the email yesterday, I was like, <gasps> I'm going to put it in there, but should I put it in there? Did you think it was fake? No, no, no. no. Not right. He reached person. out to you? Yeah. 
Because he's hawking something. I just don't know what it is yet. I haven't looked yet. I look. It's going to be, I don't know. This is great. Snake oil or something That's or whatever. Funny. It's Gold either snake beer. oil or a book about snake oil. I'm one of the two. so excited. Or, or like... uh, a show where he's playing the bass about snake oil. <laughs> It'd be better if he was live in the studio, man. That's what's coming. Oh, it would have been better, yes, but he's that'd traveling. So, that'd be so great, though. Yes, it will be. Oh, I already got it. I know I'm in. I already got how I'm handling it. I know how I'm handling the interview tomorrow. Okay, got it. Is this a street interview? Got like it. Street basketball? Just no rules. <laughs> no ru- oh, yeah. What are the rules? Is no, it, do have rules? As I've always said, okay. I will treat our guests with yes, respect. Yes. I may challenge yeah, them. You and although Mike is uh, a Republican, he is clearly progressive about things. He's I will rhino. still treat him. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, I will treat him with respect. I'll challenge those things, but I know how I'm also going to handle it. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, and this, this might is, be Chris oh Cruz my triggering. Gosh, I'm so Ooh. excited. Chris Cruz triggering. Come on, you can't trigger me. Oh, yeah. Oh, you such a douche. It is on, baby. Come it's on. on. This it is backfire. Back Dude, just when I think I'm one step ahead, nope. I'm like 10 steps behind. <clears throat> Weren't we talking about chess the other day? One step ahead. Yeah. That's it. Oh, no. No, trust me. You are so far behind on this one now. Am I? All right, let's move on. Get some tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Dr. Jennifer Garner, founder of HealthyKidsCompany.com, joins us now. Hey, Jennifer, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Doing well. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, we try on this broadcast to offer people just little life hacks, things that are going to make our lives better. I mean, for so many of us, in order to really change our lives, you know, we, we're so old, we don't have that possibility. But little <laughs> things that make our lives a little bit either, doctor, uh, is what we're about. Um, and unfortunately, I think a lot of people, when it comes to parenting, miss the boat. There's a lot of life hacks and things we should be focused on, isn't there? I think you're right there. Give me some examples of some of those things. I know, I know you believe that breast is best, right? Well, absolutely. Um, everybody knows that breastfeeding is, be- is the best thing you can do for your baby. Why is that? Why do people, why have we shied away from that? Unbelievable. This is something we've I known for thousands it. of years. Yes. <laughs> well, you're right. And, you know, it is something that's natural, but natural doesn't always mean easy. So I think a lot of people get intimidated okay. um, and they feel that it's a lot of work to breastfeed, and it is, but the benefits are so far-reaching that it's something that I recommend that all of my patients at least consider. One of the things I like my parents to do is to really think about all their options. So breastfeeding is always the best and most optimal choice, but a good second choice is also formula feeding. So I think a life hack is just coming to the table prepared when you're ready to have a baby. What did you say the second choice was? I, you cut out there a second. Oh, um, just if you're going to bottle feed your baby. Oh, okay, think okay. Just, think about both options. Be prepared. Yeah, and it's it's. I mean, it's so funny that we have this debate, and now something that it that was so natural, not always easy, because babies have trouble latching on, and I mean, we know some of the challenges that come with this stuff, but it's still something that was the you know the first choice and you know it was partially natural and partially somebody that was older that had been through this would help a younger mother out but now Mm -hmm. it is completely foreign well you know i think that actually things are improving i think things are tipping and we're finding a lot of mothers are comfortable when they leave the hospital breastfeeding Mm. but two-thirds of moms will actually go on to give formula in the first year of life so i think that what's encouraging there is that so many moms are starting off breastfeeding And we as doctors really need to help moms continue to breastfeed and then support them if they decide to make the decision to either supplement or formula feed. So we, the, the statistics show from most of the studies I've seen that when it comes to breastfeeding, there are so many advantages. I mean, we could just go down the list of, of advantages, different health mm-hmm. uh, you know, benefits that the baby gets and the mother gets as well. But mm-hmm. even if you only breastfeed for a month or six weeks, you still get a lot of benefits. 
Absolutely. I mean, even if you were to just breastfeed the first day or two of life, the, um, the beginning when you breastfeed is called colostrum, and that's full of passive immunity for the baby. So, I awesome. mean, I tell parents, even if, you, if, even if the mom is only going to just breastfeed in the hospital when she's getting supported by staff, that's, that's wonderful. So there's really no amount of breastfeeding that's too little. Anything a mom can do is wonderful. It's amazing because when we first started really discussing over the past 20 or 30 years, the idea of how much better breast milk is and breastfeeding is, um, was really focused on the baby and not so much the mom. But Mm-hmm. It's incredible benefits for the mom from weight loss to getting their body to go back to, you know, the shape it's supposed to be in. Things like this, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Well, in just right after, right after giving birth, if a mom breastfeeds, she's much less likely to have postpartum bleeding. So that's a great thing. That's awesome. And you suggested one of the ones that moms always ask me about, which is, is it going to help me get back to my pre-pregnancy weight? Yes, mm-hmm. it will. When you're breastfeeding, you're, you're burning extra calories. It's a job that you're doing. So, um, but then there's also wonderful benefits in the future, like far, far beyond infancy. So um, it reduces the risk of maternal hypertension, maternal diabetes. Certain cancers like ovarian and breast are reduced if you've um, breastfed. So there's so many far-reaching benefits to mom and baby. And, you know, let's mention bonding, too, because it's a really great way to bond with your baby in the newborn period. So five, six years ago, I was working at a radio station in Detroit, and a uh, lady sent me a form. It was for a black breastfeeding group of of mothers, a woman who was helping promote that within the black community, specifically the poorer black communities in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And um, so I went and attended one of these meetings uh, to help them, you know, promote their their, um, organization in that. And it was amazing to me to see in a poorer community they were so removed from breastfeeding. And one of the reasons it was, it was shocking is because breastfeeding is cheaper, at least you're not from buying a formula standpoint anyways. And I would have thought, okay, uh, maybe poorer communities, whether they're rural or urban, would have been the most likely to breastfeed. But that's not necessarily true. No, you're right. And I mean... Breastfeeding is wonderful for the baby, and it does offer a significant savings, obviously. Um, You know, I think we do what we're comfortable with, and we need role models, as you said earlier in the show. We need Uh, role models for families, and and it's possible that in the black community, there's not as many role models um, for breastfeeding. So that would be a, a, a area that we could educate mothers with. It, re- it really comes down to education at this point. And we, like you said, mm-hmm. we have seen a lot of movement when it comes to this where people are starting to educate themselves and you know, getting the word out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is then we have the public breastfeeding debate. It's also funny that uh, we're not talking about people exposing themselves. We're talking about people often discreetly breastfeeding. Yes. And it's be- mm-hmm. they become social pariahs. I don't get it. I know. I, I mean, we need to encourage moms to breastfeed and to feel comfortable doing it. And, of course, discretion is always, I think, appreciated as a mom. Sure. Um, I had a, a woman breastfeeding next to us in church the other day, and, you know, my son said, Mommy, did you see that? And you know what? I, I said, I thought it was great, honey. Um, she was doing it discreetly, and um, that's key. But, again, we don't want to stare at moms that are breastfeeding. I, you know, you want to just encourage them smile at them and move on yeah exactly yeah. that's it all right uh, doc thanks so much i really appreciate you joining us the website is healthykidscompany.com yes and actually storebrandformula.com is a great is a great website it's got a lot of resources for parents that's great and what we'll do is we'll tweet out those post them on social media so people can find them thank you you have a great day dr jennifer gardner thanks so much appreciate you joining us um you didn't realize i was so pra- passionate about breastfeeding i know you? you were would you have your um 
African Munakulu from yeah. Detroit, the yeah. official lactation consultant of the Morning Blaze. I haven't spoken with yeah. her in quite a while. We should I, get her on it. I try point. to I try to find her, but I just cannot find her by that name. African Munaku? Yeah. You're probably spelling it wrong. I'm I think the African has a K, not a C. Uh, I think. See, Munaku, I'm spelling it correctly, but the African. How'd C. you spell Munaku? Munaku, just like it sounds. Moon, and how's the Aku? Aku. Spelled? It's K U. Aku. You say African K- Moon Aku. No, you always say Ku. So no, like, it's not African Moon Ku. <sighs> I would have said African Moon Ku. It's African Moon Aku. So A K U. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. But you were saying K U. Yeah, well, I was African Moon Aku. She's awesome. She's the best. Oh, I know she is. Um. So yeah, we. Uh, this is legit. This is true. You want you want us to be better, and you look at um, uh, the issue with opioids and stuff. Oh yeah, this ties into all that, folks. It's the the less significant or obvious triggers of people using opioids because they're less healthy. Whatever mm-hmm. that means, mental health, physical health, or whatever that leads to them. Getting disease in that, going to the doctor that starts this path of being on drugs that ends up leading to some sort of addiction. Um, But then you've got to wonder how many other things where they haven't done as many studies about um, where breastfeeding helps. Mm -hmm. So maybe mental health, maybe that's part of the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, when it comes to autism, there's all these things that we haven't been able to pinpoint true causes. There's studies that suggest things. Some people say vaccinations and all this stuff when it comes to autism. They really don't know. Um... Maybe autism would be staved off, less cases if we breastfed more. Mm. Uh, Maybe addictions, maybe mental health issues. Mm -hmm. You don't know. We know, for example, um, uh, some other things, uh, diseases later in life, like Alzheimer's and stuff like this that they've done some different tests on. Who knows where we could go with this stuff? We're just starting to figure this out really in the last 10, 15 years. And all of that research takes money and people that are passionate about it. So... Why not? Were you uh, breastfed? Today? No. No, not today. When you were when you were a baby. Yes. Kirk, Dude, were you breastfed? Dude, I was I was born yeah, in the sixties. Okay. People breastfed back oh, then. Yeah, I was born yeah, in a rural Mordecai? area in the sixties. Breastfed? He just said yes and then no. He, he gave us the, <laughs> the, gave us the hand cut across what, the neck, cut, yes. cut, and then said yes. So was the so, hand. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what he was doing? He was doing the yes, but don't talk about it. That's what the head go was. <laughs> what was that? Oh, oh my, my God, God, that was great. He's like, yes, don't talk don't about talk that. About that. What? <laughs> Sarah in the next room, were you breastfed? Keith? Did you breastfeed? See, there you go. Keith. So. <clears throat> Were you breastfed? Let's see. Yeah, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. <laughs> no. he's, he's like, la la, I don't want to think about that. Oh, Rob, let's say Rob on the in the control room. Were you breastfed? Bra, Rob? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Another I don't know. I don't know. What Maybe you guys going? find out about your life here a little bit. Yeah, we're trying to connect with you. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. Log on today and sign up for your account. You can also go to 800 A Patriot. Why? You know, to sign up for an account. and uh, Oh, I thought you just wanted to say hello. No, they could do that too. I'm sure uh-huh. they'd love to hear from you. And by that, I mean, when they love to hear from you, they're going to be like, hey, great hey. to hear from you. Let's sign you up. They'll start selling, baby. Guess who's changing over to Patreon Mobile? I don't know. Keith. <clears throat> oh, good. I got him. Awesome. I got one. Only took a year, but he's finally on board. <laughs> he's finally learned we might be able to trust us. Yes. About some of stuff. <laughs> a lot of times we focus on the website, patriotmobile.com no. slash docs. It's a little easier to remember, huh. but... 
800-A, the letter A, Patriot, is really good as well. That's good because you can just call while you're driving I like how you said it yesterday. You were stuck in traffic, 20-minute commute. It takes about 10 minutes to it sign does. up. You're good. You're gone. You still got the rest of your commute. And it, we've all got these things on our list. You've probably said, if you haven't signed up for an account already, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it, but it's not a priority. I've got a dozen things on my list yes, like that do. that I'm like, geez. And I keep getting bogged down. And you feel great when you check a couple of them off. Yes, you do. Patriot Mobile, <laughs> when you do this, this is an accomplishment for you. You're likely going to save money. Mm-hmm. And you're supporting a company that not only takes a little bit of their profits and does good with it, you're no longer giving your money to somebody who's working against you. And it works not. great. And I got some indication that Patriot Mobile is going to join me on some harebrained scheme that awesome. I've worked on. That should work very that is going good to be for them. So beneficial to so many people. It's, this is so cool. So help them out today. Sign up. Go there. Let them know that you support them so they can continue supporting us and all different causes. The Second Amendment and mm-hmm. veterans and candidates. Family go to patriotmobile.com slash doc or 800-A-PATRIOT. And this month alone, this month only, you could bring your own device or select one of their many Android whatever that is, or iPhones models starting only at $4 a month. And me and Doc have iPhones, and we love our Patriot Mobile iPhones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. slash Doc. I'm wondering, okay, never Yeah, mind. what are you doing? I, I, I got, it was audio. You're like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I was like, that? you can't, nope. I, I just got a text, <laughs> and I thought it was a a, a presidential alert meme. Oh, okay. Because our buddy okay. Stunt Brain, yes, Mike yes, Opalka, yes. Um, and it was some piece of audio, and I was like, did he just send one? It looked like he did. It was something about Ambien, oh. which would be a hilarious oh, one. That will, yes. So I'm like, okay, yes. I think that's what it is. All right, cool. You know, Michael Pelk, it's at Stunt Brain on Twitter. Yeah, he was filling in. We call him Stunt Brain because yeah, he's, so he's a Stunt Brain. He was filling in for Buck Sexton, like, they were like two days ago. <clears throat> Yeah, I saw that. Was yeah. it last night, too? Last night, yeah, I think okay. so. Also, yeah, yeah, he does a great job. Yeah. All right, let me get a quick break. Don't forget, patriotmobile.com slash doc or 800-A-PATRIOT. The Morning Blaze. Inappropriately appropriating cultures since 2012. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Oh, well. Ah, it was a, it was, like All right. It. I like it. Moving on, moving on. Let's get oh. some tweets with the hashtag what I learned today. Jack also had a Trump saying what I learned today. Ah, so ah. we'll get to the truth now. Guest on TMB talking benefits on breastfeeding. Chris Cruz had get married quickly, you know, before oh, she starts sorry. showing. And it seems planned. No, she's Yeah, that pregnant. dawned on me as well. So for the past couple of months, yes, we've all been inundated <laughs> with things that could benefit Chris's wedding. And now it's like, how to stay happy in your marriage. What to expect the first year of marriage. What to expect when expecting. What to expect when expecting. Exactly. All of this. Okay. So that's, the, just so you know, that's what's coming in this thing. Chris, I have got several angles for Mike Hugger. This is going to be great. This I, is going to be. No, kid you not. Kid you not. I am. 
never been more excited about an interview than Doc Thompson's versus, I don't want to say versus, Doc Thompson and Mike Huckabee. So I will let this much of the cat out of the bag. By the way, before you do that, uh-huh. the tweeter sphere is going crazy about tomorrow's interview. Okay, well, let me lay this out. This just so is you know going to be expect. great. I will um, treat Mike with respect. Of course, we always I will. I will be friendly like yes. I am with everybody. Yes. Because there's people I've just, I mean, we had the guy from the Young Turks on. Oh, come on, man. I mean, okay. It, and we I, go, we literally go absolutely. across <clears throat> and back and, and not and change. He has said some pretty awful things about absolutely. the right and Glenn Beck Glenn, and everybody. The company. The stuff about Glenn may have been accurate, but other people was was really awful, right? You yes, know? absolutely. And yet he does does make some good points yes. or whatever. So we treat him as right. So when it comes to Mike, I will treat him with respect, joke around a little bit, mm-hmm. do this whatever. I will challenge him on some things. I am not going to for 10, 15 minutes we have him on. Just and you said this and you said no. this and you. I'm not going to challenge him all of that. stuff. You don't stuff. know anything when you do an interview like that and you have like this negative agenda on this on on a guest on any guest. You don't do anything to further anything. No, we well and I will challenge him on an issue or two. I could challenge Mike Huckabee, of course, for seven hours straight. Take a break and come back and do ten more on his failures. Absolutely. I mean, seriously, he has that many from calling the true conservatives in the state of Arkansas Uh-oh. at the state legislature the um, Shiite conservatives. It's, I mean, just nonsense. His failure as a governor uh, doing, if you're conservative, what does that mean to you? Great. He did everything different. <laughs> seriously. <clears throat> from raising taxes and controlling and offer government uh, mandates on how you can eat and live mm. your life and all this nonsense. Um, yeah, I could challenge him on all that stuff. I will, based on whatever our topical stories are or whatever he's hawking, likely debate him on a few of those. And for me, within that, we'll still offer you know some of his ideas, try of to find a common ground, of and we'll course. move on. But just so you know, when you listen tomorrow... Bring popcorn? Yeah, because I've got a couple of fun little angles, and okay. you may even go... What the hell's Doc doing? Okay. By the way, what the, what the hell is he doing? And even if it's not obvious, you'll get it. Eventually, you. Uh, and then after the interview, I'll probably try to help out if need be and offer dots. up a little, little whatever. But you know, what is he? What is what? This is. I thought. I know Doc doesn't care for him, but it's not like more contentious or whatever. <laughs> Just bear with me tomorrow. A lot of uh, audiences. It's going to trigger Chris. A lot of the audience <laughs> are say if we could ask him different questions. So they're submitting questions. For example. How about, are they using a hashtag? No, I like, not yet. There's no hashtag. That's what I'm saying. Hashtag questions for Mike. Okay. Or questions for Huckabee. Mike. I like Huckabee because if it trends, they'll think it's for Sarah. The, no. Okay, let's do that. Is that what you want? What do questions you think? Questions for Huckabee. Or questions for Mike Huckabee. What do you think? That's too long. So I'm so uh, SMW. Let's let Kirk Jones decide. What do you like? Kirk, Kirk? Jones. I like, uh, what about questions for Huck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mordecai, go in and open hand slap him. Yes, right absolutely. Right across the face for that one. <laughs> questions for Huck. What, are you writing for him now? How about Q's for H? <laughs> <laughs> we'll come up with a hashtag. Or if the audience... Let's just go ahead and do it right now. What are you... yeah. Questions for questions Huckabee. for Mike? I think yeah. it's you Mike. Do you like Mike? I like Mike. It's just shorter and sweeter. I feel like that's what questions he... for Mike. Go yeah. good. Done. Hashtag questions, questions for Mike. For Mike. Uh, you got, for example, Stinky saying you have to ask Huckabee if he writes those horrible jokes. 
Okay, got it. Okay. File that one away. File. Uh, <laughs> what was the other one? Um, oh, you have to ask Huckabee about his triple-wide trailer governor's mansion. Got it. Noted. noted. Duly noted. And then we got people like Rocky, Dr. Rocky saying, oh, Let my gosh. Does she do a comparison to him and Gomer Pyle? No. Okay, good. No. She goes, Mike Huckabee, tomorrow, I am so, 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 so in. Okay. So okay. The people are getting mm-hmm. excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Sue Larky Farkin saying, Chris pulled the ultimate dick move on Doc and got Mike Huckabee as a guest. Enter. Hashtag angry doc i don't think so no no, No. you know what i don't think so i mean it's possible he could trigger me uh but but i'm telling you right now it will i've already said it in my little in my little brain unless i get triggered or something goes horribly wrong you will not hear angry doc there could be a couple of challenges don't do not expect that this is going to be a knockdown debate it's not going to be that no absolutely by the way i am happy to officially debate mike or anybody else any other time that'd be good and we could take this more serious there will be some serious parts but i've got a little you got it it's going to be a different approach tomorrow when you hear us on with the uh the mike huckabee dm dm saying sunday 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 i mean friday 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 the morning blaze Huckster B versus Thompson. Nope, not going to be that at all, no? folks. No, I got something else going to trigger Mr. Oh, Mr. Mr. Chris. No, I'm triggered because I don't oh, know. Oh, it is triggering Chris. Oh, oh you, it's gold, baby. Uh, Jerry, it's gold, I say. Gold. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. The most culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, I uh, got to get some more audio and we'll get some tweets. Uh, touch more on Brett Kavanaugh. Maybe that's not the appropriate. But anyway, uh, coming up in just a moment. But I got to remind you about RidUZone as well. R-I-D-U Zone. RidUZone.com, where you could pick up this fantastic weight loss product. And I say product. Because it's not a medication. It's not a medicine. It's, it's natural. It's something that's found in your body and in nature anyways. And they determined that this little molecule, this OEA, that's the abbreviated version, has a couple of a positive weight loss effects. So years ago, some researchers said, you know, we've determined that this OEA that's in like olive oil and stuff does have some effect on making you feel fuller. I said, we also found out that it boosts your metabolism. So somebody said, what if these two things were in concentrated amounts and it would, you know, together promote weight loss? So they did all the research, the University of California system, put it all together and then said, wow, turns out it does. Had uh, the patent, all this stuff and never took it to market. Didn't know how, couldn't, didn't feel like they, you know, had the ability to. So what happened? The good folks at Riduzone, the founder said, yeah, we can do this. We can take it to market. It's a great product. Took it to market, got the patent down, and it works fantastic. Two angles. It promotes weight loss because you're burning more, naturally boosting your metabolism, and giving you that full feeling. Either one could be a benefit to weight loss. Boost your metabolism in a a natural way, not like speed or something like that, and then also making you feel fuller. But together, that's the crux right there. That's the secret. Riduzone.com. It works great. There are countless people around here that are uh, testimonials, living, breathing, walking testimonials every day, and all kinds of people in our audience that have tried it as well. 
What are you waiting for? Buy it today. RidUZone.com. Just go to the website, order it. Try a month. <clears throat> Try two months. Most of us, most people do not need to lose 250 pounds. Absolutely not. I would think most people are probably on the 20, 10 to 20, 20 pounds. Yeah, I absolutely believe and then, that. Or even if you're more, you know that 10 to 20 pounds would, well, would make a make huge indent. A different person. Impact, significant impact. So it's reasonable to think if you pick up Reduzone today and you try it for the next couple of months, October and November. Okay. By the time you get to Thanksgiving, right? Because that's okay. at the end of November, yes. or right around yeah. that time. You, you could be down 15, 20 pounds maybe. Absolutely. If you take I mean, this, that may and be a little stretch. Active. I mean, yeah. five pounds a week might yes. be on the up. That's end. healthy. That's <clears throat> right. healthy. Yes. Right. But certainly two, three pounds a week. Yes. And then by Christmas, first of the year, clearly down that amount. Yes. And during that time, because a month from now, end of the month, you got Halloween, all the kids' candy, and you're candy seeing it in the store. And apples. You're not going to be tempted by it. Pumpkin uh, pie. Then you got Thanksgiving again, all that stuff, turkey. right? And then end of the year, you got the same turkey. stuff and drink it for Halloween mm. or, or for. <laughs> Christmas. Halloween and well, you have, Christmas yes, and New Year's Eve and oh, some New of those Year's are called. Well, you know, the parents now, you go trick-or-treating <laughs> yes. and the kids get a little candy bar Yes, and mom and dad get a little something. Yes, something just a little the, cart going you know with them. Yes. Right. By the way, you, that's three months, right? October, November, December, right. right? There's a special right now going on where if you use promo code DOC, you get a three-month supply and receive 30% off. Done. Done. Get it today. October, Sign November, today. December. And right there. All, think about this. When all those other people at first of the year are going, I gained uh, so much weight, I got to lose. You have a step ahead you're of on. You've already lost it, and now you're at that maintenance, maintenance thing. Maintenance plan. Right. Yep. Where you don't Absolutely. have to deal with it, and first of the year, then you could start. Yours, your resolution could be something else. You start exercising yeah. a little. Next year will be your year. This By the is way. huge. Riduzone.com. Promo code DOC. This is not a magic pill, so you still have to do things. You just can't take and sit on the couch. Well, right. I mean, you got to yeah, work anyway. You have to work anyway. Yeah, you yes. can't decrease your no, activity no. or whatever. Just, you know. But promo code DOC, 30, 30% off of a three-month supply. Come on, October, number December. You set. So, Lindsey Graham was interviewed on stage. Do we have the one, not the Joy Reid clip, the other one just interviewed, about a minute long. Uh, Lindsey Graham uh, interviewed on stage in front of a bunch of younger folk, and uh, um, he called this. out President Trump for mocking Dr. Ford. He I have not had mocking. No, no, I will give Lindsey credit. He did not waver from his criticism of this process. Lindsey okay, still, got it, got it. Still, in spite of criticizing Trump for mocking Dr. Ford, he still gets... I don't know, an 8 out of 10 for what he said here. He's, okay. he's very okay. high in the list, okay? And maybe just high. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to differ from what most people and maybe even some of the things I've said in the past, and I'm trying to get this right. There is a time and a place, as we've said. And being mean to people is not the answer. Even Mike Huckabee tomorrow, I'm not going to be mean. Even, even if it was, and I'm warning you, it's not going to be a heated debate. That's not what tomorrow's going to no, be about. I'm not, only going to get 10 minutes. Absolutely not. Uh, but I, I would ha- be happy to sit down with him and break bread or in a heated debate because I have those differences of opinion. So I believe we have to talk. We have to communicate. And I believe just triggering people is not good. Nope. Having said that, Trump criticizing, I say mocking, but he was really more criticizing a little mocking of Dr. Christine Blasey Ford is good. This is good, folks. As I started off the program saying that we are enabling crazy people, 
That's what we've done with this whole Brett Kavanaugh thing and the, the women surrounding it. We're enabling these people to think and do wrong and change what is accepted in society and our rule of law by not calling them out. And mocking, satire, humor is an effective way to call people out. Sorry, we absolutely have to be critical of people. So what is the balance here, Chris? That's the challenge. The balance is, listen, if you come to me and say, Doc, I'm really upset this horrible thing happened to me, I'm not going to start going, waka waka, hey, let me tell you about, you see what I'm saying? It doesn't help. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is, on one hand, still being like, okay, Chris, you went through something horrible. Mm Mm-hmm. How can I help? Let's talk about things. Is there things that need to happen? Some things in society? Fine. All that's discussion. Great. Government's role, wonderful. (gasps) But in mass, when you see ladies wandering around with pink hats protesting the, the Senate for a confirmation hearing of a guy who's not even extreme over allegations that are unproven from 36 years ago and all the other objections we cited, yeah, you got to call these people out. You got to call them out and mock them and use satire to point out that you're lumping together dirty jokes with gang rape. Well, I'm a victim of sexual assault. Really? What? Well, I heard a guy say a joke about a penis once. Stop it. We don't even question what their allegation is. Not is it true, Chris. We question Dr. Ford just because it was part of this process. We, as a society, have been told, and we do not question, what was your scenario? Some people offer it up. I was sexually assaulted. Here's what happened. Blah, blah, blah. Details. And I'm not talking the gory details. I mean, what is your blanket allegation? All across social media. Hashtag me too. I was sexually assaulted. Oh my gosh, you were sexually assaulted. That's horrible. What does that mean? The train, the gang rape, wow, that is pretty serious. Can you prove it? Oh my gosh, you proved it. What kind of help can we get you? How can I help? Wait, you were gang raped and you can't prove it. I I feel horrible for you if that's true. I'm not saying that I don't believe you. I'm saying you have to prove allegations because you've made it against somebody and they have rights as well. So if it happened, how can I help you? But I can't punish that guy in in the courts or in the court of public opinion. I can just offer you help. And then the other level, sexual assault. What type of sexual assault? A dirty joke? Get the F out of here. That's the balance right there. So Lindsey Graham called out President Trump, albeit he did it in a better way than Susan Collins and Jeff Flakey and Lisa Murkowski, whose hair is from the 1950s. They all just went, Trump is horrible for saying these things. Stop it. You're not helping. Here's Lindsey Graham on stage. Listen. So President Trump went through a factual rendition that I didn't particularly like, and I would tell him, knock it off. Hold it right there. Hold it right there. He went through a factual rendition. Okay. He gave Trump credit for that. Mm -hmm. He did say, well, you can't remember, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But he would tell him to knock it off. Lindsey, why would you tell him to knock it off? Listen. So President Trump went through a factual rendition that I didn't particularly like, and I would tell him, knock it off. You're not helping. Hold it right there. Hold it right there. In this case, 
I think he is helping. Some of the other cases where he's just mocked people, I may take a guilty pleasure in seeing him troll, but he isn't helping. I'll give you that. Is Cory Booker and the others helping? No, they're not. Mm -mm, Absolutely not. So I say the more responsibility on helping or not helping is on them. I understand his overall point, but him not helping by saying this, if President Trump isn't helping, it's only because these people are so triggered anyways. You know, the inauguration, like this, right? They started down that path, and then, of course, he has trolled them as well. But what he said is or can be an actual help. little more. It can be worse. You can actually kill somebody's cat and puncture their tires to get them to shut up. So, uh, you know... What he said? I don't even understand what that means. Well, you don't remember Kathleen Willie and Juanita Broderick, so you don't. I do. Well, I, I don't remember the thing about the cat, but what, yeah. what's the point? Well, hold, hold it right cat. there. Hold it right there. Whoa. This leftist interview er, says, I don't know what that means. And he says, you obviously don't remember Kathleen Willie and uh, Winona Broderick and all of these other cases like that. We have forgotten about all of those Absolutely. around the Clinton scandal. And the Monica Lewinsky situation and all the other ones with with uh, Paul, uh, Paula Jones. Do you remember all of those and the allegations? Now, many of them were unproven, but seemed like they had merit. But women are to be believed. So now all of those allegations that people punctured their tires and killed their cats and all of this, it happened. It absolutely happened by today's standard. And... That was more recent than 36 years ago. Yep. So Bill Clinton and everybody else surrounding that has to be held accountable. Yet notice, back it up about five seconds, the interviewer, uh, I don't know, the cat. Anyway, no, 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 no. You don't get off the hook for this. Here we go. What he said? I don't even understand what that means. Well, you don't remember Kathleen Willie and Juanita Broderick, so you don't. I do. Well, I, I don't remember the thing about the cat, but what, yeah. what's the, po- well, what's the, her what's cat the point? Was, the, po- the point is that Donald Trump could have said something even worse, so we no, should be the, thankful. The point is that we've come a long way. We've okay. come a long way right. since 1990. Hold on, Red said. I would um, also say, and Lindsay missed this, and so did the interviewer. The point of the cat and the puncture tires isn't just that he would have said worse, or we've come a long way. It's. These things have happened before. More recently, you're not holding them accountable for them. You've given them a pass because it's on the left, and it's also the party that is accusing Brett Kavanaugh now. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, no, wait a minute. Whether you like it or not, I really don't care. Here's the point. I have seen what happened to these women in 1998 that came forward. I don't like what the president said last night. I'm the first person to say, I want to hear from Dr. Ford. I thought she was handled respectfully. I thought Kavanaugh was treated like crap. Yeah, well, boo yourself. Here's <laughs> How come Lindsay hasn't been there, this guy, the whole time? Come on, man. He was preaching it there. I think McCain was holding him down. Figuratively. Maybe literally. Anyway. Is he, I, I don't care. I don't care if you boo or whatever. This was the Atlantic Festival for the yes. Atlantic. And yeah. then obviously Phil like, boo, he wasn't treated fair. Shut up. Check yourself on that. Absolutely. If you are not applying the same standard and saying either both Dr. Ford and, Dr. K- and, and Brett Kavanaugh were handled about the same, then you're off base here. About the same. 
if there are disparities, it goes in the favor of Brett Kavanaugh. He clearly was treated worse than Dr. Ford. But I will say, ah, it was about the same. It was a Senate hearing. I'm willing, I'm willing to meet you there and say that. Most of the damage was not in the, the hearing for Brett Kavanaugh. It was stuff that was said before and then after about him. Then, Lindsey Graham, I have another little clip of Lindsey Graham, and this was shared on Joy Reid's show. Okay. And they, it's a clip of Lindsey Graham walking through one of those creepy small tunnels in the Capitol building, and a woman jumps out at him, an activist, and starts yelling at him about she was sexually assaulted. Now, back to my earlier point, she doesn't say how she was sexually assaulted. There's no proof that even that she was. She's just making a a a claim out of nowhere. She I was sexually assaulted. It could be fake. She could be an activist working for George Soros like the other ones who cornered uh, Jeff Flake. Or maybe she was sexually assaulted, but it was overhearing a dirty joke and she considers that ear rape. They just shove that dirty joke right in as I pass by. It could be any of those things. But nevertheless, in today's world, it is, I was sexually assaulted, so everyone has to go, handle her with kid gloves, right? We got to take care of this. Lindsay says, uh, makes a comment, and then she gives a little more, and then, listen. This was Lindsey Graham, actually in the hallway, being confronted by a sexual assault victim, uh, also on Thursday. Yeah, Senator Graham, I was raped 13 years ago. I don't remember the exact date. You're so sorry. Would you, do you believe me? He said... You need to go to the cops. Like, I mean, th- this is not a Republican caucus that's going to listen to an FBI investigation. Hold it right there. Hold up. Just pause. He, she said I was raped or whatever, and he said I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Acknowledged. Second, uh, are you going to whatever? And she followed up something else about it, and he said you need to go to the cops. Those are the people that get paid to investigate a crime like that. Lindsay is right for several reasons on that. Number one, you need to go to the cops because... Report it. Report it. Start the investigation. Number two, why are you telling me? I'm a senator. What are you? I know it is. She wants him to pass uh, legislation where you can't rape people. It's already, already there. No, I mean where you're not allowed. Sexual yes. assault's illegal. It's illegal. You need to... It's already there. Huh. Rape is a crime. Huh. <clears throat> well, then why is she telling him about hers? I don't know. Exactly. It has nothing to do with it. Or Brett Kavanaugh. It has nothing to do if, with every woman out there that says they're triggered about this. Nothing to do with that. No. You may feel more triggered, whatever. Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation has nothing to do with it. No. It has to do with this. He'd fit to sit on the Supreme Court. Done. That's it. Yep. And you know this is a setup. So he's right. But listen to Joy and one of her guests go blah, bitty, blah. Listen. N- not at all. They showed their true colors, I think, this week, which was uh, they don't believe and they are not going to protect uh, sexual assault victims um, and that they don't believe women. And and it is going to be detrimental to them uh, as, as we move forward, especially into November, because women are not going to forget what happened on Thursday. They're not going to forget tomorrow and they're not going to forget in November. And I do believe that Republicans have lost women for gener- for generations. And what they did, too, is that they underestimated women. And what happened is the last couple of weeks, women have been coming out. They've been going to Senate offices. They've been putting their bodies on their line. They've been getting arrested. Whoa, they- whoa, hold it right there. Putting their bodies on the line. See, here's the thing. When they say things like they've lost generation for women, that's one part wishful thinking and one part trying to motivate you or bias you. You know what? I, I shouldn't even go out and vote. The women are going to vote in mass. 
So I'm not, it, well, and then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Or um, I'm a woman, I must be on the wrong side of this. Or I'm a man, look at this. I'm, I'm on the, the downside of society. Everybody else is on this moral high ground. No, they, that, that, they're trying to influence with you. The truth is, over the last couple of weeks, according to a Quinnipiac poll, and this was as of last week. They did yes, it last week. Yes. Did you see the numbers? I saw the numbers. The, the Republicans wave. are surging because of the Brett Kavanaugh hearing. Absolutely. And that's the reason they started changing, they being the Democrats, changed Change their message. Me- yep. Surging. So now this blue wave, um, <laughs> the Republicans have closed the gap. I think it was within seven points. Within seven, yeah. I think now. And that was in total across Absolutely. the country. yes. In total. Not the individual races. Because no. remember, you only need a couple of strategic races. Yes, exactly. So that's what this is really about. Once again, it's about the election. Yep. TACPAC.com. Sign up for your TACPAC, your tactical package monthly subscription that is $49.95, but valued at over $100. Always valued over $100, usually between $100 and $150. And occasionally, it's even over that. We've seen them for over $200 even. This month, I think it was $130 some, $131 or something. $131, yeah. Um, great value for just $49.95. If I just said to you, hey, I got this package worth stuff. It's uh, valued at $131, but it's $49.95. Would you buy it? Of course you would. Of course. A TV, uh, anything. It just Would you buy it? Yes, you would. Because you know it has value. You're either going to give it to somebody as a gift or you're going to sell it online. You're going to make a profit. <laughs> but if you love the products, you're you going to keep it. it and it's a great value. They do this every month. And you can cancel anytime you want. Such a great deal. It's called TACPAC. Just go to TACPAC.com and sign up today. Remember, there's no contract. TACPAC.com. T-A-C-P-A-C-K.com. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. All righty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning place. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned cats and geese are the a-holes of the animal kingdom. Yes, absolutely. We learned capitalism is a tool, but a very different kind of tool than Cory Booker. That was mine. We learned John McCain kept Lindsey Graham down, figuratively, Mm. possibly literally. Mm. We learned if you're speaking your truth, you're not speaking the truth. And finally... Unless you can fit your horse in your pocket, it doesn't belong on a plane. Absolutely. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? Mike Huckabee is the George Soros of Doc Thompson. All right, I'll give you that. Uh, do you need an emotional support miniature whore? Don't worry. Visit www.rentaminiaturewhore.com. Coming this afternoon. Yes. We got to set it up. Yes. Hey, what, if anything, did the listeners learn today? Well, we got a lot of presidential alert. Hashtag presidential alert. Presidential Kofefe. alert. What is it? Kofefe. Kofefe. Pres- By the way, I love that this meme will be around forever. Absolutely. And we were here. Absolutely. So 10 years from now, your kids are using it. You're like, listen, kid, I was there. I was there when it started. <laughs> Johnny come lately getting in on this presidential alert because it's President Kanye now. I was there when it was Trump, baby. Hashtag presidential alert. Siri, get me a Diet Coke. Siri, what button is this? <laughs> By the way, I love that 10 years from now when you talk to your kids, you're going to sound like a New York uh, Jewish yes. uh, gangster. Yep. Uh, Lee's tweeting out what I learned today. Ah, I see what you're doing, Doc Thompson. Breaking news. Kavanaugh was breastfed beer. 
Those are the allegations, but I have some gaps in my memory. <laughs> Was that before or after uh, Beachweek? Uh, be- be- before. Okay. And during. Oh, okay. Christopher tweeted out what I learned today. Today's show went from emotional support whores to breastfeeding. What the hell just happened? Nailed it. <laughs> Donna tweeted out what I learned today. Mothers don't even teach cooking, canning, preservation, or sewing. Sadly, all aspects of mothering, including breastfeeding, are not taught. You're right. By the way, Donna, that's very triggering and very sexist of you. <laughs> Absolutely. Just so you know. Be from the SABC saying angling the Huckabee interview to trigger Chris Cruz interesting Just wait for it wait for it hey uh, I didn't get the new numbers on procrastination so while we have Mike Huckabee coming up we'll also get to that tomorrow what yes. is Glenn Beck have coming he's up he's going to do a deeper dive on Cory Booker oh that's ooh, I'm going to listen to that yep. uh, what is Glenn wearing today he's wearing a Senator Coons mask so like a skull cap to make yes, him and then it looks with like the puffs of hair like that makes his head just look dirty. Dirty, yes. Oh, interesting. Well, it's a bold choice for it. It is very. Remember true. the morning blazes today at Chris Cruz production. Six separate Tyrannus. Tonight, Steve Cannon. Wherever you are. Anya, there you are. The morning blaze. Sorry, Morgan we didn't time. mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the morning is blaze. He even here today on the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.